Because I don't know, that one, night, that one morning I woke up at like 4.45 and I was wide awake. I was like, uh-huh. oh man, I should go for a run. I even thought to myself, is this God waking me up to go run? And I said, I'll think about it for a little bit and then I fell back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chats. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is the Gas Cap Renegades podcast, also known as the Trailcast. I'm your host, Levi Black Eagle, and we are going to go on an adventure. So lace up them shoes, grease up those nipples, and put some band-aids on those ass cheeks, and let's talk running. Trail running. The Gas Cap Renegades podcast. Trailcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Levi Black Eagle. With me, as always, is the... Bonjour et bienvenue, Jim Mepepel, you dirty rat. I'll be on. I'll be on. Have you? Supply flu. Suffering succotash. Je ne sais quoi, ah, papa. Was that French? Were we speaking French? Yeah, I was trying to speak French. Oh, nice. What did you say? I don't know. <laughs> I think I said hello. <laughs> hello, you dirty rat. <laughs> well, hello to you too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> One time we were in German class and um, that was what we left German class with um, your your brother Dylan. Yeah. He leaned over and I kind of leaned over to listen because we were whispering and he went, Yuck, Ben, you dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> that was our go-to German for quite a while. That's funny. So, this is our episode number nine. What do you think of that? Sweet. They're just Good. clicking off. They're clicking yeah. off. Pretty soon we're going to be like at 100. Oh, wow. I never thought about that. 100 weeks. 52 weeks in a year. It's a little over a year. And some change. It's been fun. It has been fun. I like that. Um, that we're doing it. Yeah, it's. Um, I like that. You were you were a guest on another podcast. How was that? It was a lot of fun. It was um life according to us uh-huh. with um Zach and Elaine. You guys, give them a listen. Life according to us. I was kind of scared because I forgot we were doing a podcast and it just felt like we were at home teasing and visiting each other. Uh-huh. So I was like, um, take out anything that was going to get me in trouble, but <laughs> you left everything in there. <laughs> That's good. Most everything. I can't wait to give it a listen. And they agreed. Uh, they set a goal to join us on the mom's trail this spring. Oh, nice. That's good. That'd be good. I still, um, who was it was saying, who made the Mom's Trail course? I don't remember who said that. And uh, I think it was, um, I forgot who was asking me, and I was like, that guy, that guy upstairs. And he was like, what? The man upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> Here's you because your your um, classroom is upstairs. <laughs> the man upstairs is watching. <laughs> so, Punkies, what do you think of Punkies? Yeah, thanks, Punky, for coming on. Yep, good episode. He's really tall. He's really tall. We didn't post the picture yet. You know what else we didn't post? Hmm. The results for our cards against our cards for decolonization. Why was there some votes? Were we going to have the guests or the viewers vote? 
I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. Maybe we'll do one. That's some we'll poor um, cards drawn on that section. <laughs> gonna smudge with so um, gonna smudge with nepotism. Smudge with nepotism and just vegans. a little smidge of nepotism. <laughs> here's 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 a thought I had. If I ever, if I ever release an album, or if I ever need to name something, you know what my name's gonna be? What? Ten pumps of eternity. Ten pumps of eternity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just has a good ring to it. <laughs> Anyhow, so anything coming up? Not that I'm aware of. Is there something coming up I should be aware of? Yes, very important. Tomorrow. I can't believe you forgot. It's my birthday tomorrow. Is it your birthday tomorrow? My birthday tomorrow. Even though we celebrated it last week. This is really hard when we're recording, trying to um, imagine we're recording at a different time. <laughs> We're terrible prognosticators. In real time, tomorrow's my birthday, but when you listen to this, it'll be yesterday. If you listen to this today, it comes out. Okay. So, there you go. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. One more and I'll be in that new age bracket and I'll be in contention for the medals. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right now, I'm slipping to the back of the pack of my age group. So, um... I heard a story. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I heard about your first 5K. The first 5K you ever done was at the Big Sky State Games. Oh, yeah. It was quite the spectacle. It was. A lot of emotions involved. Um, mm-hmm. First responders and a roaring, cheering stadium full of people. It was. Want to take some time to share that? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Big Sky State Games, and I think I was like maybe a third or fourth grader, I want to say. So like nine, nine, ten years old. I I trained for it, not not like super hard trained for it. I would just do a couple laps every every so often <laughs> on the track. But anyhow, um, no. So I get out there, I'm running, and I feel good. The only thing is that right around the turnaround point, I get a bloody nose. Just from the heat or... I don't know. I just used to get a lot of bloody noses back when I was a kid. So I got a bloody nose, so I stopped. I stopped and um, asked for a tissue, but the people there wouldn't let me go. They just made me stop and, like, lay down. They made you lay down? Yeah, and, like, I had tissue on. I was waiting, like, okay, maybe when it stops bleeding, I'll, I'll get to go. But they, they weren't having it at all. They didn't know the trick of just jamming your nose full of toilet paper? I, apparently not. They I was, like, a little kid, and they were, like... There were just volunteers. I probably just could have took off if I wanted to, but yeah, I sat there and pretty soon I was sitting there and like everybody went by. Pretty soon the walkers went by, the strollers, the the inspirational walkers were going by. <laughs> inspirational walkers. <laughs> I was saying, oh man, this sucks. It's like, can I go? And they, they won't let me go. So there was an ambulance out there, like at the halfway turn. And we said, we're going in. Said, Let's give you a ride. So they gave me a ride. They gave you a ride to the finish. <laughs> they gave me a ride to the finish. Or like right outside the stadium. Yeah, like right outside the stadium. So the, the the 5K used to take place during the opening ceremonies. So there's a lot of people there, a lot. And um, so how it would go is that they'd come down that street, then you'd go into the Dallas Dallas Stadium, yeah, right? Dallas Stadium, Dallas Stadium, Stadium, and um, then you would finish like I think it's about 200 yards of the track to the finish line. So when I got there, when I got there, I was just gonna walk around in the crowd and like go back to find my parents. Yeah. But everyone, the the um, people there by the thing, they saw me get out and they kind of waved me in over and said, Harry, go and finish. Yeah. And like, 
And um, but there's still people like straggling in. But when I went through there, they thought I was some sort of like inspirational, inspirational walker or something. <laughs> and you're all bloody. I was all bloody. I was. I came running through, and um, everyone started cheering. Yeah, yeah. And there's like an announcer. I think we have the last person coming in. And <laughs> last place. <laughs> you ran in the stadium. I had my head down, kind of. Yeah, it was bad. I got got to the finish line, and I was mad and embarrassed, and it all just kind of turned into. Just crying, I guess. So yeah, that was that was my first five k. Very memorable. I'm sorry for it's bringing done. it up. That's okay. <laughs> Your family, they're like, you need to ask him about his first five k. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, as a little kid, did you want to run again after that? Uh, I don't. Yeah, you know, kids like to run around. Remember Field Day? Who was on our upcoming thing? Stephen is going to talk about Field Day. Yeah. And I remember it because it's changed so much from then. Because back then it was just like a little, a little track meet, and I remember I always did really well on there. I would try, I would go, I'd go for the blue ribbons as well. But um, back then you, not everyone got a ribbon. Yeah, you got a participation ribbon. I, at I least. didn't mean anything. <laughs> you got a, you got a green ribbon to hang on your wall with the rest of them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, I kept running. Didn't let it get me down. <laughs> crocodile tears and all, but it couldn't keep you down, huh? It wasn't even crocodile; it was full blown emotional breakdown. <laughs> Were you just sobbing? I was just sobbing, like I don't know. You know how your kitty can't process emotions, and you probably quit in breathing too while you were crying. Huh? I know. I mean, you kind of stopped breathing for a bit, and it's real quiet. <laughs> I was just—it was just more embarrassing, really. <laughs> I don't like being embarrassed, especially oh, in front of all of Montana, in front of thousands of Montanans. <laughs> <laughs> but. They were cheering for me, so. So the um, so the crowd started young. The crowd, the, the, the followers. Yep, thousands of followers. Born in, for the so stage. Thousands of followers now. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens. Dozens. <laughs> so, um, what did we get to? Anything else? So we passed Quitters Day. We passed Quitters Day, so those of you with the New Year's oh, resolutions, yeah. continue, keep going, and if you didn't make it every day, that's fine. It's what if you're like almost every other day? That's good enough. That's not Quitters? Nope. I'm a, I'm a, I think if you're doing it every other day, Quitters Day kind of extends a little bit, so. Yeah, I, I think, think Quitters Day is not real. <laughs> we can, um, every day is a new day, and you can start over every day. I'm right? going to, I backslid on my diet. Really? Bad. Really bad. <laughs> It's terrible. Just like um, seven times worse types backslid. <laughs> it was like if you're uh, if you were a um, if you're in rehab, then someone just found me like that scene with Chris Rock on CB4 when he's just crying. <laughs> <laughs> CB4, <laughs> not CB4, New Jack City, New Jack City. <laughs> I think he did that on CB4 too, didn't he? I think he did it on both with New Jack City when he's crying there with that pipe. And <laughs> <laughs> on the couch all dirty except for I had a pizza and a soda so so yeah if you're running or eating right just keep it up and if you're running while you're listening to this keep your pace and if you backslide I'm I'm back on track again you know don't let it get you down yeah people always say did you see when you fell and be like what did you see me get up amen did you see me recover mm-hmm What's his name? Um, was listening to the podcast. Um, Edson. Is that yep. his name? He's running like at seven, eight, or nine miles a day. One of them. Oh wow! I think it might That's be good. nine miles a day. 
Wow. It's been running since um, July, and I was like, oh, it's fast, too. Pretty yeah, fast, pretty huh? cool. What's he training for? What is he? Does he do I think all? he's in the Bitcoin 50, so. The 50? 50K. Yep. 50K, nice. Is there any more spots in there? I haven't checked for a while, so I don't know. I got about 60 or more local runners in the Bighorn, so mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. Maybe we'll put out a call and ask people. You think? Yeah. I think we should do that. But um, buckle up, get comfy, because yeah. we have quite the interview for you. Steven Not Afraid. The man, the myth, the legend. The... I can't think of anything good to say. He's like a super athlete and just a Not great because he's not a good guy, but just because yeah, I can't think of anything. And it's just a, he is. He's a great guy. Yeah. When we were in high school, we seen all his um, state championships and his running awards. We were like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. we were just always been impressed with his um, work ethic. Yeah. And, and he's and always his, um, really kind, nice. Yeah, kind. He's mm-hmm. a good person. I was, I was surprised at how much he reminded me of his dad. I, know, I can't believe I never saw that until we sat there and he started talking. I was like, oh, this guy looks just like his dad. Especially with his hair growing out. <laughs> yep. He's going to have a big old um, thick, thick <laughs> braid by the time the big run comes around. <laughs> Just a big old lush cabbage patch braid. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Stephen. Thanks for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Not Afraid. So, our guest today is a champion runner and... Fellow long hair enthusiast, Stephen Not Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. We're glad. We're glad to have yeah. you. Came all the way down just for this, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Specifically for this podcast, yeah. this interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Good drove stuff. five hours from here. Good stuff. I escaped the the bitter frigid north. Came here. Is it pretty cold up there? Yeah. Is, I heard the, the wind chill's very cold. Ow. Yeah, you get like negative twenty, negative thirty up there. So you do you got to get the special um, trunks with the windscreen when you run the outside? Special shorts. I'm looking into it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the he, gore, the gore wind stopper. There. <laughs> he no, he no, he used the tube sock method or the oh. third sock. There. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> he's the one. Who, he's the one who showed me, and I showed you guys. Nice. Now we know where to. Now we know. I got now that from uh, Sage Canada. Sage Canada? Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now um, it's um, legit now. <laughs> I thought you guys got it from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got it from Steven. <laughs> so um, where, where do you live? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Crow Agency here. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Currently, I'm living up in uh, Haver, Montana. Mm-hmm. So, do you, yeah. what do you do up there? Uh, I'm working at the um, Box Elder Elementary School. Oh, nice. So, I'm working with uh, the youth, the kids there. And, cool. And a little over a year, I've been over there now. Nice. Nice. Keep yeah. you young. Yeah, it does keep you young. Yeah, little guys. I know yeah. working with um, students, I don't think um, that's allowed my sense of humor to mature. Yeah. And you know all the new slang and lingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all say all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I I will <laughs> tell one this little guy was like, "Hey, um, did you know I lost my tooth?" And I was like, "Really?" And he said, 
Yeah, my mom said she lost a tooth too when she was a little boy. I just smiled at him saying, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, they have an accent up there, that Rocky boy. Uh-huh. Really? So, Are yeah, you? I'm... I make a conscious effort not to not to take that in. <laughs> do they think you have a uh, uh, accent? They say I do. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll say you guys got a, you have a you have an accent. You can tell you're from Crow. <laughs> <laughs> do they ever imitate your accent, your Crow accent? <laughs> the, the the L's, I, it's tough to pronounce sometimes. So uh-huh. I, so I make an effort to to pronounce the. You don't say noodles. 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 Yeah, noodles. Spaghetti noodles. Getting <laughs> I was coaching at Rocky Boy that time with the girls, the high school, and the girls would uh, they would tease me. Uh-huh. They, would say, they would have me say these words that had uh-huh. the L's on it, and I couldn't say it, so they started laughing. <laughs> yeah, that because uh, I think it's rarely, if ever, in the Crow language, at the end of the word, is there an L sound? I don't think we have an L in our alphabet. No, we do. Never mind. No, at, the the en- at the end of the yeah. word, so that's why it's um, basketball goo. Yeah, basketball. Ooh, or noodles. Yeah. That's cool. Noodles. That's cool. Yeah, even on texting, you leave out the L's. Yeah, on it. yeah hey, we do. <laughs> yep. It's a cultural yeah. thing. Then cool. I got to make sure when I'm ta- typing a professional email, I got to make sure I'm not using texting lingo onto that. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. One time, um, I had some relatives from Browning, and we were arguing. They were mad that I was saying I'm crybaby. What? <laughs> they said it's baby cry. Baby cry. <laughs> Don't cry, baby. It's baby cry. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's just ignorant. <laughs> just pissed. That's a good one. Yeah. Say batteries. Batteries. Oh, I thought you were say batteries. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Step on anyone's toes. So, hey. Yeah. How the running? Yeah. Squeeze running in there somewhere. All right. Yeah. Um, have you always been a runner? Yes, from uh, from as long as I could remember, I uh-huh. I have been. Um, I would say maybe as far as sprinting, yeah. I you know the, the uh, field days at Lodge Grass. I used oh, to go yeah. to school in Lodge Grass, yeah. so I remember uh, that. So I like from first, too. like from first grade to sixth grade, I went to school there. So. Uh-huh. Uh, when field day came, I yeah. was sprinting. Yeah. I was trying to get all the gold, all the blue ribbons. The blue ribbons? Yeah. That. So I got some red ones there. I put mm-hmm. I put the I put them up on my wall. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, some fun times sprinting. <laughs> so you started running as a child? Then. As a child, uh, just at the school, mm-hmm. running around the playground, sprinting. Yeah. Um, and then as far as getting into races and stuff, probably not until... I was about maybe fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when you just start dominating? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Came later. Yeah. It was uh, my dad, uh, Wayne, not afraid. He uh, registered me for a, a 5K run in Coast Strip. Uh, this was the late 80s, and um, it was called Wolf Mountain Run. Uh-huh. And it was on a gravel road. They dropped you off, and then you'd run back to the camera what place. It was like... Uh, little visitor center over there so mm-hmm. uh, that was my first run over there maybe about fourth at cold strip, fourth, at cold strip. yeah nice. and and <clears throat> my dad was giving me all these instructions what to do you know we got three miles you know just pace yourself basically don't go too fast and we'll go 
and in my mind i'm thinking i'm a sprinter uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was doing so yeah. as soon as the gun went off my dad said i took off and there's rolling hills on that road so uh-huh. you know within a Hundred meters, two hundred meters. My dad said I was leading that pack there. <laughs> I was leading that race, and then next thing you know, about a half mile down or so, I, the guy started passing me up, and mm. you know, and my dad finally catches me. Yeah, and about a mile in, and then as we were running, uh, my dad kind of leaves me. Uh huh. And you know, as a little guy, you know, eleven years old, probably mm-hmm. 10, 11 years old, I. They turn. He turns this corner, and all of a sudden, I'm by myself. I look behind me. I'm the last one, uh-huh. and I started getting sad. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm the last one. I'm so used to being competing at that front level, so uh-huh. sprinting wise. And so when my dad disappeared around that corner, I got sad. It's like oh, I'm, I'm all alone. And then as soon as I turned that corner, my dad was standing right there waiting uh-huh. for me. So he he hung back, uh-huh. and from that point on, I was. I was probably crying at the time. Yeah. But, uh, the rest of the, you know, probably two miles into the race, I was, uh, he ran with me, mm. ran with me all the way into the finish line. So that was my first experience with a 5K. Yeah. And from what my dad tells me is that he thought I would never run again uh-huh. just because of my, had a bad experience there. Yeah. You know, I was really down and out and everything. Was, he was real encouraging. And then, uh, the next year was uh, fifth grade, mm-hmm. and that's that year you can do uh, do, sports. do sports at Lodge Grass. Yeah. You get either play football or cross country, uh-huh. and basketball was not until later on. So uh, a lot of my friends were doing football, mm-hmm. and even though I played football on the playground, and and uh, you play that, that was different because you had on the pads this time the yeah. helmet, and I was kind of afraid. I was a little skinny guy, so. Mm-hmm. I was like I might get hurt out there, so I chose I chose running cross country. My uh, my brother uh, Andrew was cross country at the time. Yeah, I remember that. And then I had a I had another cousin, a uh, couple years older than I was, uh, Dwayne uh, Blacksmith. He yeah. was a amazing runner at the time, and you know just seeing them run, it was like okay, I'll join cross country. I can't remember who our coach was at the time. But we did a lot of out and backs, mm-hmm. go up towards uh, exit or the interstate, come back down yeah. to the school, or we go out on the gravel road. And that coach probably remembers you. Probably, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it was uh, it was Mr. Haffy. Is it Mr. Haffy? Pretty sure it was Mr. Haffy. Probably. I thought he was a football coach too. Uh, there was a video, and um, we have an old VHS tape, and my dad was assuming it's because Dylan was running. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you were in there yeah, too. Yeah, Dylan was there. And um. They said, first place, this is the only part I remember, is like, first place, Dwayne Blacksmith. And, like, yeah. the, pro- the crowd kind of parted. He's, like, real cool, too. He had his head on. I could barely see his face. And he kind of turned out his medal and turned around and disappeared again. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember that. But, yeah, Mr. Haffy was the one oh, announcing wow. this stuff. Okay, I always Haffey. wondered who that, who are. Redhead guy? Goes. I can't even remember. Hmm. Yeah, real vague. He was a, he was a Caucasian <laughs> man with red hair. <laughs> anyhow, yeah, sorry. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's where it kind of started from there. And then... Uh, just junior high or elementary, just being Lodge Grass, uh, seeing the amazing runners that Lodge Grass produced. That, from what I can remember, mm-hmm. uh, in high school you had, uh, you know, you had Evan and uh, Gareth, you know, John. Oh, John yeah. walks up there, and they mm-hmm. were running, and yeah. 
And those were some amazing athletes in Lajgrass. And then yep. on the other side of it, the the basketball program, the late 80s with Gordon and Oh yeah. You know, they're winning the state championship mm-hmm. all that time. So the amazing athletes that Lodgegrass was producing at that time really sparked a fire within me to really compete at that level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as running goes, you know, my, that was that came second to basketball for me. Oh, yeah. yeah basketball was always a, a first love passion for me. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, it, seemed so. like, it seemed like what I would do is I would do cross country just to get in shape for basketball. Mm-hmm during that time yeah yeah and i th- i think that's what eventually it led to uh-huh. was uh was uh preparing at least prepare the body i didn't know it back then but it was just cross-country time okay let's run uh-huh. and then knowing basketball is just right around the corner or track season or something i think yeah. that's how cross-country coaches usually recruit yeah <laughs> get you ready for, get you ready for basketball. yeah yeah it is and that's how it was in high school and i transferred to Harden uh-huh. you know that's kind of where our our uh, background our foundation was for the basketball team over there at mm-hmm. that time when I was going to school was a little over half our team was cross-country runners so yeah. mm-hmm. we kind of took what class B and class C was doing that run and gun style mm-hmm. and then just brought it to um, uh, that class A level mm-hmm. and Class A is a little more structured. You yeah, the half court sets defensively, yeah. offensively, and then, and then you get into the this fast pace style. And I think having that cross country background and foundation really, really uh, set the tone for us at the time. And you could see it now with yeah. our maybe a couple of the, championships. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was pretty fun that time. Yeah. You are still on the wall of fame, right? Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think so. What they call it over there? Over there, yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, got, a, state. got a few pictures up there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the presence of greatness. <laughs> presence of greatness. Verified yeah. air. Not everybody gets to so after high call school, champions. That's true. Yep. After high school, did you continue running? or did it? Uh, After high school, uh, yes, it was mainly primarily um, road races. Mm-hmm. Um, Just on your own or you sign up? Uh, both. Uh, on my own, I, you know, it was just... If I felt like running, I go out and run. Yeah, I go to uh, uh, the powwow grounds, go out and run there, mm-hmm. or or I head out towards on uh, two leggings, mm-hmm. and head out towards there or the frontage road out towards Dunmore. Yeah, just some out and backs, and um, gas cap really wasn't what it is now. It, it was a lot more, a uh, lot more weeds and stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was afraid of rattlesnakes out there. <laughs> I think Levi has created a few roads on his own. Yeah. We'll be out there and be like, yep, there never used to be a road here when I first started. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Some <What>? new roads. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, other than that, uh, just road races. And the biggest one was uh, state games. Mm-hmm. When state games would come around mid-July, uh, then you can get into the, the 5K, yeah. which was used to be on a Friday. And then uh, we would do that, and then whatever track events that was on mm-hmm. uh, was going on at that time too. Usually, I kind of do the half mile or mile. Oh, you would do the track things too? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I and, was wondering uh, to do that, but I never did. Yeah, and depending how basketball went during state games, if it conflicted, oh, yeah. yeah, or if we made it that far or whatnot, so it, mm. it was uh, running always took a back seat to basketball though that weekend, so. How about now? 
No. Yeah. You still play basketball? My shoes are collecting dust on yeah. the shelf right now. I, that, I won't play because yeah. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, same you know, here. Running is too important to me. It is. I, I think at this point, last time I picked up a basketball was uh, uh, 2016. Really? Wow. Yeah, and I was just visiting with uh, Levi. Mm-hmm. His, ran into his brother, Randall, up there and have her and mm. was played in a basketball tournament and, the, and that was the last time I played yeah yeah it's, it's bad too because everyone always says oh you run maybe you should play basketball like you're in basketball shape but yeah. basketball shape and running shape are two totally yeah, different things it is and I, I'm I'm at a guard position so mm. I at my at my age I'm guarding young bucks you know, yeah. 18, 20 year olds at that, that those, speed. You have those old man tricks where you kind of elbow and yeah. Yeah, know how to hold gonna, without getting caught by the ref. Yeah. yeah. Comes naturally. I do a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, as, not as rough as the big men down low, no. though. But hit checks and yeah, hit checks. And, yeah. <laughs> you get those stare downs heading down court. And, but <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to pull out the old dirty. Yeah, but, yeah. But I, I'm good for all, maybe one two minutes out on the court yeah. and get back uh, on the bench. I think if I played now, I would just go from like three point line to three point line. Yeah, <laughs> clapping your hands every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Asking for the ball. Yeah. Also, I'm glad they have these uh, older guy tournaments. That's mm-hmm. yeah, they're nice. Yeah, I I've, played. In. Yeah, I've never been to a, a old man tournament. They call it mm-hmm. like the 30 or 40 over yeah. now. I keep me in 40 I and over, but I haven't I've never heard either. I did 35 yeah. and older. It was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. felt safe. Yeah. Felt safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I played in one actually. It was in state games uh, about four years ago. And, uh, you know, it was a master's. So it was like yeah. uh, 30 and over. Yeah. But when I was playing, I later found out there was 20 year olds playing. In that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they get in there. So it was like. Like, you can okay. play up, but you can't play down. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like those, uh, it's like those six foot and under tournaments. There's always some freaking tall people in there. Yeah. How'd you even get in here? <laughs> Cheer. <laughs> yeah, but running does help with that basketball sense yeah. there. And so, but as far as the uh, as that goes, it was just uh, just stuck with five Ks. Yeah. Then how did you move on to higher races? Oh, my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad. He's kind of pulled a lot of people into he, that. He huh? he has, and he's all about. You know, grabbing who he can and introducing them, and yeah. and getting them, uh, encouraging them to to try these trail runs. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to trail running, uh, probably right around uh, 2000, 2001. Oh wow! And then finally, about two thousand two, right around there, we did the Bighorn Run. Oh, okay. Yeah. See. So <clears throat> we. He registered me and said, this is what we're doing. And yeah. I was scared. This <laughs> <laughs> is what we're doing. This is huh? what we're doing. I'm thinking 18 miles. And in my mind, I'm thinking I'm running 5K. That's a tough race in itself because yeah. you're, yeah. you're sprinting, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. And whatever, you're, you can, whatever mile splits you're running, I was trying to convert that to 18 miles. <laughs> I was like, I, that's, that's undoable, I thought. <laughs> but then once you do it, it's... Running's a small part of trail running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of hiking and walking, just depending what your strategy is and, and where where you're at in your training maybe yeah. or, you know, what spectrum you're at. You, know, you got your highly competitive runner. Yeah. Or you got your recreational casual runner mm-hmm. who will go and take pictures and visit. Yeah. And just as long as they finish, they'll finish. Yeah. Yeah. And it just depends where you're at on that spectrum, how you want to 
approach trail running or running itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of more towards the back end of the recreational. I'm going to finish and uh-huh. take some pictures. Yeah. And some moments my mind wants to go to here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is like, okay, Steven, let's go. <laughs> yeah. The competitive nature yeah, kicks in. Huh? It does. Yeah. There's some sections where my mind is like, okay, let's pick it up. Steven. Well, some of those, some of those sections are fun to run though. Like they the are, runnable yes. and it's, it's fun. Just, yeah. I like it. It's fun it's running down here. Yeah. Except for that last downhill. That one sucks. I don't know if that's burns. Mm. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, uh, I'm timid when I go down hills. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've, I've sprained my ankle so many times at different trail runs that uh-huh. it's become, I'll sprain my ankle at each run. It's like, doesn't oh, matter. Wow. So like I'll, I'll roll it and there's pain for about three to four minutes yeah. limping and then it gets numb. Uh-huh. And then from there, you know, I'm okay. I'll keep going. But mm. for the most part, it happens when I'm going downhill. Yeah. Because, um, uh, visually I'm, I'm looking right down at my feet because mm-hmm. I'm so, um, cautious about where my foot stepping yeah. that I had to train my eyes to just look ahead a little head further mm-hmm. so that it'll give my mind time to process what my foot's going to be. Yeah. So rather than look like straight down, what, two, three ahead of my feet, uh-huh. I'll look maybe eight, nine feet ahead. Yeah. And that gives my mind time to process where my foot's going to take these steps uh-huh. these next two to three steps so i'm past couple of years i've been practicing that so anytime i go down like on a technical yeah trail my eyes are looking forward instead of right down at my feet because mm-hmm. when my eyes are right down on my feet there's no time for my brain to process so you kind of look in my head to get ready for yes whatever's yeah. coming yeah so you're looking uh, like three or five steps ahead of yourself so your yeah. ank- your your mind can process that mm-hmm. and then you're constantly you'll glance down at your feet look yeah. up and you're constantly glancing but before my hand my eyes were just constantly looking down your neck gets sore because yeah. you're constantly looking down mm-hmm. and and next thing you know ankle will, will roll and and it was always i tried k-tape at times mm-hmm. yeah. and depending if the course is wet or not. If you run through a wet course, that tape is just going to roll right off. Yeah. So, but, uh, but as far as Did that you goes, find that spray glue? Or what's it called? Some kind of, oh, that, yes. for the, for like a pre, pre-rep? I use hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> hairspray on your legs. I went to Walmart and I was like, I gotta, I gotta find something that could help this tackiness on this tape. <laughs> yeah. So, I went to the what Walmart. Kind of hairspray? Some Aquanet? I think it was, uh, <laughs> Aquanet was that big thirty-two ounce joke. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that would look good on the course there. <laughs> yeah, I, I found. <laughs> yeah, I found a little traveling case at Walmart. Uh-huh. Well, a little travel section that goes a little yeah. two ounce ones. Yep. So I threw that in my running bag. Uh-huh. And did it worked. I thought it did. <laughs> at least if you get it cl- clean, your leg cleaned yep. off, and then you. Uh, just spray the areas you're gonna tape. Mm. Probably not as good as the actual pre-tape, pre-wrap spray, but duct tape works good too. Yeah, <laughs> duct tape. <laughs> That's just right here. Why don't you just use um like um an ankle brace? Did you ever try an ankle brace? No. Or just? Yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it would be for me. I thought it, uh ankle brace might be too sturdy for me. Mm. I've I've never tried it running before. It might mm. help, but I picked I, up one at the IHS and. Uh-huh. It worked well. 
Yeah. Is it like a neoprene one or like one of the like straps? It's got straps and the laces are already tied. You can't untie them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of got straps where you mm-hmm. wrap around like both that sides. Like that figure eight strap, yeah. And on the left, I was able to put it to where it wouldn't um, cause pain to the ridge of my foot, mm-hmm. the outside of my foot. Yeah. I don't know what this part's called. But um, yeah, the outside of my foot. So I was able to put it there and it worked really well. Oh, okay. Hopefully I'm, I can get another one. Yeah. <laughs> I was um I was flying down that hill. I was just letting my legs go. Uh-huh. And that was hard because because like um like I was trying to look ahead but it was like coming like the ground was coming so Yeah. That like you had to like kind of guess. I don't know how to say it. But anyhow, I jumped over um I was coming down in the foot placement you don't really sometimes you have to like take like tricky things like I there's like a big old like a V like kind of like little canyon rocks. Yeah. And I wasn't going to make it on there just with like the way my cadence was going mm-hmm. so i had to kind of stretch out my um my step over it and yeah. right where i stepped i couldn't see where i was putting my foot and there was like a little rock like this there and right when i hit it my ankle rolled oh man i went down and that's some stuff. painful stuff yeah. is that mm-hmm. when you cut your shin no that was that was a uh, different another one. time i stepped on a rock and my foot just slipped and i just bashed it on a big old boulder it's fun but there's Oh man, I thought it was over because I couldn't even I couldn't even walk after that. I was like mm-hmm. hobbling. Yeah. Then um, I wear a compression sleeve. I kind of yeah. roll it down, and blood just kind of started oozing out. Like, oh. oh. So right. I had a bandana, so I wrapped it around there. Yeah. Then I put my compression sleeve on that, and I could see it was just kind of soaking soaking it right up. But I made it. Wow, man, mm-hmm. that sprained ankles are they're not fun. fun. <laughs> I know. They're not fun, but they're not the end of the world either. No, yeah, they're not. They, uh, yeah. So you did the 18, and then how many times did you do that before you moved yeah, up? Yeah, you were doing it since. I did, I think I did the 18 twice, maybe. Yeah. I, I can't remember thinking Then back. you moved on up. Then I, and me and my dad did the 32, the mm-hmm. 50K. Yeah. And uh, we did that for a few years, the 50K. Oh, really? In like 2000, 2004 to 2006, I think. Oh, wow. the 50K. And... Um, Have you done it every year since then, or...? Every, every year, yes. Uh, how oh. many ultra marathons have you done? Do you think? Uh, not too many as I would, as I would think. Um, maybe. You see, I, I've done Elkhorn, mm-hmm. um, Bighorn, and I think those were the two ones right there that I've done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done Bridger Ridge, but that's more of a, you know, it's under yeah under a marathon, but yeah. it's still a, one of it's the tougher. Tough. One yeah, of the toughest right. runs I've done. I think technically should be considered an ultra. I think so. I think hours should be <laughs> <laughs> ultra ish. Yeah, ultra ish. Ultra than yeah. asterisk. So yeah. what? So you you've seen the whole the whole thing because even because I didn't start doing the big horn in like two thousand fifteen. So how have you? How is it weird seeing it grow from when you started to like what it is now? Like we have like sixty some people locals. Uh, it's amazing. Um, I know. Just from where my my father started running with these trail runs, and uh-huh. he likes to go to Colorado a lot. Yeah, uh, and he'll travel to like Wyoming. Uh, he really loves running the Black Hills too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, he started once he started running the trail runs. Then he just started looking, searching where's more trail runs at. Yeah, and so by that time, you know, coming from him, and then from me. To where there was not too many natives mm-hmm. in general at the trail run level. Yeah. When you go to 5K or 10Ks, 
you'll see speckles here and there at yeah. that time. And at that time, there wasn't as many road races as there are, there are now. Yeah. Because before then, it was, it was kind of sporadic. You know, one would pop up and mm-hmm. you go, or we travel to Sheridan sometimes or Buffalo to hit a 5K. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, that my parents were willing to support me, take me hours away to go run a 5K yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we've even looked at going to Butte at times, uh, looking at a 5K over there and then just looking yeah. at the hours and stuff. But, I, you know, to travel that far, you know, it takes money and time out of for being a parent. Mm-hmm doing that and it, it's, it's a lot of commitment and sacrifice so yeah they did a lot for me and then so like an investment in family because that's it is time you guys got to spend it is also mm-hmm. it is and you know that that's the amazing part too is you know where my dad started with running i started with running and then my dad picked up running after high school mm-hmm. and then he introduced me to the trail runs and then to see that in the early 2000s to where it is now it's it's amazing to see how many uh, crow and native runners are out there mm-hmm. and then it's just expanding yeah and i think what what's awesome about it is is um it's doable yeah it's scary but it's doable mm-hmm. and i and i think why it's growing is because it's family orientated yeah and they see their brother or uncle running it yeah when they finished, they'll be like, you know what? I could probably do it. Since he mm-hmm. did it, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then the hype gets about it because there's a there's there's a certain type of feeling when you accomplish a task like that and you cross that finish line. Mm-hmm. Some races, you don't get medals. Some, you don't get finisher awards. Yeah. But just that accomplishment to cross that finish line, it's an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. And you want to share that with people that you know. And it's like... That's when you start talking to people and like mm-hmm. you should join this. Yeah, and I think that's where my dad's at was that he got to experience all these trail runs and stuff early, and now he wants to draw in more people as much as he can. Mm-hmm. That, that enthusiasm is definitely contagious. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it spreads. Yeah, it is, and it, it's. Uh, I mean, just hearing your other your previous podcasts, you know, you guys finding out there's more and more runners that are being registered and stuff. That's it's. Uh, can't wait for it to grow even bigger. Yeah, I know. Yeah, our, Me yeah. and Brocade, we, we couldn't figure out who the how the heck we heard about it. And we're, we're just like, I'm pretty sure it was Wayne. I don't know who else would have told us about it at yeah. the time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't I didn't hear about him growing up. And I, I it must have been low-key. Yeah. And just word of mouth or something. Because at that time, internet was probably just now at the baby, baby yeah. stages at that time. So... Uh, those early 2000s. Kind of date, dating yourself there. Yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> back, way back, a long time ago. Back before we had remote control. Yeah, I'm older than the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Who said they were older than Google and they didn't believe them? I don't know. Was it you who said that? I am, though. I think we all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm older than dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> older than dial-up. <laughs> So, yeah. what all did you do? All the distances of the Bighorn, then? Yes, uh, my furthest I did was the was a fifty-two mile last year. Yeah, how was that? That was a tough one for me. Oh, I didn't even see you out there the whole time. Yeah, like yeah. the start. The start seemed pretty chaotic. Did it seem it kind did. of chaotic? It was chaotic. I didn't know. Um, 
uh, what to expect. Yeah. You know, it's cold. Yeah, it was really cold. It was dark. very cold, dark. I was looking for Mud you guys, puddles. actually. Uh-huh. I found you, right? Yeah. Did we meet at the start? Yeah, right at the start, and I was looking. It was chaotic because when the buses pulled in, there was that little loop, mm-hmm. and some people jumped off to go to the restroom, and then the buses were moving. <laughs> yeah. And then when they <laughs> ran back to the buses, all their stuff was in a different bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't find their buses and everything. Yeah. Was, it was crazy. And then next thing you know, there's the guy has his on his bullhorn, he's talking and yeah. anxious and getting ready and Yeah, I think just at that time just being in a dark and it starts. Yeah. You know, then it hits you fifty two miles. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> and leading up to that and then was, your feet uh, get wet right away. Yeah, it is. I was like, Oh, my feet's cold. <laughs> it was really my cold. feet's wet. And it's funny too, because one of my pet peeves is having a, a wet sock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so like if I'm at home if I'm at home and I, I take a I step on I step on something wet. Yeah. It's like, oh I gotta change my socks. <laughs> Doing like wet socks. Huh? No, I do like and uh, and putting on fresh socks uh-huh. is probably one of the best feelings for me. Oh yeah. After a run, after a basketball game, uh-huh. after work, putting on fresh socks. Yeah, just changing my <laughs> socks at dry park. I felt like I felt like a new man. Yeah, it does. It was so hard to get my dirty ones off though. I was <laughs> really even bend over. And like, <laughs> someone was being carried off in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um. How'd you train for the the fifty? What was what was part oh, of the plan? Oh, the fifty was um, ever since Christmas, and register you register in October. Was it Christmas time? Yeah, was that? yeah, That's end, year, of, end of December. Yeah, yeah, and then it was just the months leading up to it was very unmotivated for me. Yeah, every day, every day I knew I had to go run because I knew this uh-huh. big race was coming, and, mm-hmm. and that was the longest distance that I was going to complete mm-hmm. up to that point last year. Yeah. And but the days would go by and the months and then next thing you know it's May. Uh-huh. May comes in and I I haven't even put any miles in yet. Oh. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, oh and I'm going to work, coming back and and it it started dawning on me. It's like, okay, I got a month <laughs> left. I got thirty days left yeah. to you know, middle of May hits and I'm still unmotivated. Uh-huh. And it was just one of those years where I'm unmotivated. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm, it's getting close to Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's like, I got to get running. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was like three weeks out by that time. Yeah. So I have this neighbor that lives so right How ne- to get ready for a 50 in three weeks? Yeah. yeah. How to. <laughs> I'm going to write a how to book. How to oh, get geez. ready for a 52 in three weeks. Mm-hmm. But, but I had this neighbor that lives right next to me and he ends up doing... Uh, Doing a lot of hundred k runs, trail oh, runs, oh, wow. uh, Spartan trail, those obstacle races. So he's uh, pretty fit and knowledgeable on running and stuff like that. So coming home from work, I run into him, yeah, and telling him about what my run was coming up in a few weeks, and he's like, "I, I got to get out and run." And, he, and then he was like, "Tell you what, meet me four thirty in the morning tomorrow, and we'll start." Mm-hmm. Nice. And so that held me accountable yeah because like okay now i gotta wake up and go running yeah so three weeks out from um, bighorn the 52 mile 431 we go out for like a three mile run yeah like more like a walk jog walk walk jog walk jog Mm -hmm. because i'm just now going from couch to running yeah and um 
I like to walk and jog too. Walk and <laughs> <laughs> I say that's a walk jog. Walk, a walk. Yeah, walk jog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's my philosophy right now is walk jog. Mm-hmm. But that's where I kind of ended up. Uh, it was basically two and a half weeks is just um, putting in three, four miles and then getting in on that weekend, which is getting like five, six miles. Yeah. And then that second week, slowly building up, you know, three, four miles, five miles. Mm-hmm. And then that week before Bighorn, I, I did an eight mile run that Sunday and did a four mile out and back. And mm-hmm. that was my longest run before. Jeez. Oh, before. Wow. And it was a daunting to think. Uh-huh. I think you had it all planned out where your, your nutrition, your electrolytes, everything. Yeah. It's kind of almost scientific on how you were going yeah, to use your I, supplements. Uh, yeah, I I wrote down everything I was gonna do at e, at each aid station. Uh-huh. I wrote it down like on an outline. This is how many calories I was gonna get, and uh, and I'll, I mainly used Tailwind mm-hmm. for my nutrition, and so I had that all outlined. Did you stick to that? To the yeah, whole thing? I wow. stuck with that for the first twenty miles. Yeah, it was just straight Tailwind mm. right up until Kells Camp, right before. Uh, you start hitting that long seven, eight mile stretch up to Dry yeah. Fork. Yeah. And um that was I they ran out of, they ran out of bacon over there. Yeah, we didn't get no bacon. <laughs> yeah, either. I was out of bacon. <laughs> I was hurting too by that time. <laughs> and uh so by that time it was uh I, whatever watermelon they had there or oranges I I ate that. Mm-hmm. And that's all I had was just got to Dry Fork and then all the eight station I just ate watermelon or oranges hmm. and just stuck primarily with tailwind so my stomach was was okay all the way through it was yeah. just my lack of training that that really put me uh put me behind where i wanted to be at uh-huh. <laughs> so so how'd you do it do you think it was just the the nutrition that pulled you through that or i think the n- nutrition helped but i think my uh my desire to finish mm-hmm. um i kept telling myself that if i can make it to dry fork i can finish yeah and that's about right about 32 miles Mm -hmm. about 32 34 miles by that time and so i just kept telling myself get to dry fork if i could beat that cutoff time Mm -hmm. i can make it back it doesn't matter if i'm training or not yeah you know it's kind of i know my body well enough to know that what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. And I'm sure you know that trail well enough for running yeah. this lot. That's probably yeah. gave you a little comfort. Yeah. That 50 K I knew that 14 mile loop, you yeah. come down towards that long hike up and mm-hmm. you drop down to Cal's camp and then you, another hike up. Yeah. I knew that section. So it was familiar to me. So I knew if I can reach to that point, I knew, I knew what laid ahead. I knew what, uh, uh, climbs that were left ahead of me after mm-hmm. that. And the, the long descent, from Horse Ridge to Tongue yeah. River, I knew what was there and what it was going to do to my legs. Uh-huh. But I was like, I knew I could finish if I reached Dry Fork. Yeah. Did you get close to any of the, any of the cutoffs? Or? Oh, I was real close. Really? <laughs> <laughs> when I left, when I left, um, when I left Cow's Camp, I refilled my nutrition on my bottles. And I asked that lady right before I was leaving, um, what's the ballpark estimate from here to Dry Fork? Because I know I ran it before, but mm-hmm. not after running. What was it? Yeah. Uh, 18 miles. Mm-hmm. Or was about 20. Who was it? Well, how many miles did you drive? It's probably like... About uh, 25 miles? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, right around that. So I 
I was I wanted to know because uh, um, I wanted to know what the cutoffs were. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't want to. Wanted, time, I huh? wanted to make it, and that lady she told me that it took them hour and a half to get from Dry Fork down to Kel's camp. Uh-huh. But they're they're coming down. Mm-hmm. I had to go up. Oh, and I looked at my watch, and I had an hour twenty. Oh man, I had an hour twenty minutes, and it was to like, make it up. To make it up, and I think I was at was it uh one forty? I think uh-huh. the time was one forty. Yeah, and the cutoff time's at three o'clock. And well, I I I booked it. I started going, <laughs> and any type of flat, I I was jogging. Yeah, I was yeah. jogging, and I power hike up. Mm-hmm. So there was more assertiveness to my movements. Yeah. leading up there because I know. Now it's cutoff time. I got to beat that cutoff time. Yeah. And I kept looking and then midway between Cal's camp and Dry Fork, my watch died. Oh. I forgot to pack my battery yeah. at uh, Sally's. Oh, so I was trying to get a little um, battery pack like we were talking about that yeah. time with mm-hmm. our watches because I think our watches only lasted 10 hours. Yeah. Was it? Is that yeah. about 10 hours? Yeah, we had the same green watch. Mm. Yeah. So I say. <laughs> Your buddy's way up there. <laughs> the same watch, your buddy's way up there. So, so yeah, so my watch died midway through that climb, so I had no idea what my oh, time was. I, was. I knew I was getting close to cut off. And so by that time, as we got closer, then we start kind of making that long, gradual climb. Mm-hmm. It might have been like a half mile yeah. up, and it starts going up, and it starts getting steeper and steeper. Mm-hmm. And... um the amazing thing about it was is um midway through that that stretch from Kel's camp I come across this lady um and then I just started pacing with her because we were pacing at the same pace yeah and then we started visiting and then we just figured out um we'll pace each other yeah. to get up to drive fort so we're visiting off and on and pacing then I gave her one of my trekking poles mm-hmm. and uh, she was struggling to get up the top so i said here uh use this well i said real they're real helpful mm-hmm. and i said they're like uh, going upstairs with a handrail yeah. yeah and that's the assistance that the type of assistance you're getting is with a handrail going upstairs mm-hmm. uh, so it's it cuts off percentages of what your muscles and your legs have to do yeah so i had one one uh trekking pole the lady i can't remember what her name was but she uh, use the other one mm-hmm. and we got all the way up to maybe it was about 200 300 meters from dry fork and one of her uh, friends come running down and she said and he said you guys got 10 minutes you oh, better man. get up there and that thing looked like it was forever <laughs> the hardest climb ever and how did that feel when you had the big climb oh man it was going and he was yelling or no it was 20 minutes uh-huh. because we still had a ways to go and oh, I just put put my head down and it was just pushing up as hard as I could. Uh-huh. And when my when you don't train your body, it, your legs hurt. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's and I think that's where a lot of the um the mental part of running or mm-hmm. in, in anything you do is mind over that that particular pain at that time. So yeah. it was a lot of uh, focusing on different things. And so, and how were you using your mind to get through that? What were you focusing on? Uh, just beating that that time. I was just a lot of s- 
positive, a lot of positive self-talk. You mm-hmm. know, Stephen, you could do this. Just push through. Mm-hmm. There's pain in there. So don't. Is that out loud or in your head? Or? Huh? Is that out loud? It or? felt like it. You know, my I could hear my heart more so. <laughs> my heart was pounding in my ears, and I could feel that. And mm-hmm. and by the time I got to Dry Fork, I had nine minutes left to before cutoff. Wow. And that was scary. And to think I had another what? Eighteen. Another eighteen, but to uh, to uh, Upper Sheep Creek. Oh yeah, I think it was another uh, hour. I think before oh, really? cut off. Uh, before cut off, and so I just quickly uh, redid my uh, my pack, got what I needed for my drop bag, and um, and then I headed out. So it was, I probably spent like five minutes in that mm-hmm. aid station. And it was like I don't got time to switch socks or switch shoes. Yeah. And I just headed straight out, and I didn't even go into the tent yeah. with the food. <laughs> so well, I was looking for forward to all that food in there yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing about Bighorn is they they spoil you with the oh, yeah. with the aid stations. Uh, it, you know, some of these other runs you don't get nothing. Mm-hmm. You get a gummy bear and pretzels maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bighorn, they got some some appetizing snacks in there. Yeah, Watch out for the um, cheeseburgers and. But you got to watch out for the jello squares at the in those last eight stations where those men wear coconut bras. That was sheep. That was sheep <laughs> creek, wasn't it? Is that sheep creek? I think so. They yeah. had jello. It's a dangerous spot. <laughs> oh, they had jello shots. Yeah, jello shots. They did. They were kind of jello squares. You, know, you want some jello shots? <laughs> <laughs> Barely functioning as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. there a kid who took one in this? Hey, that's the wrong one. Yeah, one, of the, one of the local kids, kids running. running. Hey, hey. And he grabbed a bunch of away. <laughs> Just stuffing him in his mouth. Eh? <laughs> Came into that eight station flying. Yeah. I mean. So then you, you made it You made it to Sheep's Creek? Yeah, I made it to, um, actually made it there pretty quickly. I, we still had like 45 minutes left before cut off over there. So we, we and I was still tag along with the, the lady there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we just kept pushing each other. Uh, there was times that she would set the pace, and then other times, other sections, I'd set the pace, and yeah. we'd tag along with each other. And I think by that time, by that time, we were helping each other. We kind of yeah. had that mutual understanding, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're both gonna finish this. Yeah. And and um, we leave Upper Sheep Creek, go down, and you cross that little b- footbridge, yeah. and then you start making that giant climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's very tough. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, those poles come in handy at times. Yeah. They, they can be a resting pole for you, too. You stop and you're oh, yeah. leaning <laughs> against it. And mm-hmm. yeah, then you keep going. And and once you get to the top, it's just a amazing sight there that, you know, our ancestors had mm-hmm. up in the bighorns. I mean, you could just see far across that. And you, if you can... As you say, stop and smell the roses at times yeah. during a run. That's one time you could do it at. Is just stop, take a minute, and just like just be thankful. Mm-hmm. This is what was here for us. And okay, let's go now. <laughs> <laughs> you take off right yeah. down here, I feel like yeah, I feel like Chevy Chase when he goes to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that downhill though from Horse Ridge down it's uh, and it, it does something to your quads though it does a lot oh man yeah. it's not fun uh, you would think running downhill would be fun and easy but yeah 
It is. It's pretty fun unless you're getting mm-hmm. injured. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, not really steep downhill, but running downhill and just enjoying, like, there's that, on the 50K, remember that first single track through the trees? Yeah. Um, that kind of re- reminded me of um, being a carefree kid. Mm-hmm. It does. Running downhill and playing yeah. outside. And running as fast as you can. just Without falling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that That's fun when you're just winding Winding yeah. through the trees, you got the pine uh-huh. needles there, and it's just so soft. When like when you, it seems like you don't even get tired doing that. It's like you can just yeah. run forever. It's weird. Yeah, you're, yeah. It's that's probably one of the the funner sections right there mm-hmm. before you start descending down. Yeah, into into cow's camp there. Into misery. Yeah, into misery once again. <laughs> <laughs> you came. I remember coming in, and your family was there. That was. We're at. experience when you came in the finish line of that oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah my family's always been and I'm thankful they have the the patience to wait hours yeah until the runners come in until we come in and you know they'll it's gone to the point to now though they'll, they'll go early get their spot their little by the playground there in the park put down <laughs> their blanket put down their blankets <laughs> 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 yeah, set up their little tents they have, and they'll move the picnic tables around to where they said like, and then mm-hmm. they'll uh, they'll just wait from like you know like ten eleven in the morning until late afternoon when runners start coming in. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the kids they love it. They're playing on the playgrounds. They come and snack and eat. They'll go to the river, mm-hmm. throw rocks in there sometimes, and so they're just having a good time playing yeah. and stuff. So you know, my my family that's one of the bigger runs that. As a family, we we know we're gonna do every year. Yeah, and you know it's a big horn run. Your son was in there too, right? Yeah, yeah. My oldest boy, he's uh, uh, when he turned thirteen, we we got him in there. Uh huh. And he's been doing that ever since. Wow. So yeah, you know, a little over ten years now for for him. He's been wow. He's been running nice. that, and and I think uh, the year after. Because that age limit was at 13, I believe. And as soon as he turned 13, we registered him. Mm-hmm. And I think the year after that, they dropped the age. Oh, really? To like nine or so. Oh. So as long as they're running with a parent or guardian, I think they can they can compete with the the 18, the 30K or something. Mm-hmm. Some of them kids are pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The first year I tried the rut 11K, I got beat by like an 11-year-old. My dad, <laughs> he was like a little... Um, <laughs> Like a little mountain goat just running around. I was barely breathing. So was that was that fifty year probably your hardest race to date or yeah? That was one of the hardest. I think the hardest for me was uh, the rut. Yeah. Because uh, I, on paper, looking at the aid stations because I never ran it before, mm-hmm. and just estimating where I would be at between each aid station, mm-hmm. I packed for that. And then when you get out, get out there actually to run it, it's different because now you're, there's a lot of hiking. Yeah. And more hiking than on what I was used to. So these aid stations that were five to six miles apart, and I'm thinking hour, hour and a half to two hours, I'll be, now they're being stretched out to two to three hours yeah. from each other. And so did you, run out, did you I, run out of stuff? I ran out of water. So did I. I did I too. ran out of I water. Die. And, <laughs> yeah. My mouth was looking like uh, Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> teeth were all dry. Yeah, yeah, teeth were all dry, lips chapped. Oh, that was terrible, huh? He wanted, to, uh, he wanted an electrolyte 
tablet and I gave it to him and he got stuck in his throat. <laughs> I, just, I felt like I got stuck in my chest and I felt like I exploded. Uh, I thought I was going to die. You had no water to swig it down with? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Jason had one in his pack. I had an extra one. In my Here, take this. I have an extra water. one in my pack. You had an extra one this whole time? He grabbed his neck with both hands uh-huh. and it looked like he was choking himself and he was looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that during that race, I thought... Uh, we kept trying to catch up to you guys. Me and Manuel were running. And we were trying to catch you too. Yeah. yeah so like, we were like, was okay, we got to catch up. <laughs> Levi and Jason are probably just right up there. We better catch up to them. And, and we never could. Didn't know where you guys were at. And, we and then we started up. thinking, what if they're behind us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we <laughs> thought we were behind. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the rut, I wasn't prepared for it coming in. And uh, that, uh, that race... Uh, put me into that uh, DNF category. There. Mm. Was that your first? DNF? That was my first DNF. And uh, sucks, huh? Yeah, it was. It was tough. It, my my back was sore. Yeah, and uh, I fell a couple times. Oh jeez! <laughs> I was running with Manuel, and you you go through those uh, by those condos. Oh yeah, it was kind of just at an easy pace. House? <laughs> I was running there next to you. I hit a tree root. Oh. And I flipped over, landed right on my back, and then I tumbled and I jumped right back up. Uh-huh. There was people way up on the the balconies cheering, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fell down twice, too. You did. And there was a guy behind me on that single track. When mm-hmm. I fell, like mm-hmm. I rolled and got up. Here he was in front of me. Who was he? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah. the second time, I don't know what I did, but... I fell off the trail backwards. Were you digging for? I was digging for electrolytes in my back pocket, and I just kind of fell off the trail backwards. I finally went to the oh, other place. Man. Yeah. And then um, he kind of said, "Knock it off now! You're embarrassing us." <laughs> <laughs> hey, knock it off now, Jason. Let's go. <laughs> we were running through those um, condos in the beginning there, and he was yeah. like, um, "Okay, this is the part on the Kardashians." Kanye <laughs> West, and he was kind of talking about. I was really listening to him, yeah. and then he pulled out his phone and said. Jason said, this is where the conditions is happening. <laughs> 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 yeah, that that's right. Cool. That's where they went to, isn't it? <laughs> Somewhere up there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so how are you going to train? You're doing the 100, right? Yes, I'm doing the 100. Yeah, I'm scared about that one, too. I think we all are. Get I the finish. Yeah, yeah we'll finish get the finish. Yeah, what are, what are you, finish. What are your... Um, what are you, you got a training plan for this one going in? No, no official training plan. Just trying to uh, just running at just two in running. The yeah, three in the morning. Three in the morning. I, I have. Uh, I like running in the dark. Yeah, and it, it initially just started running. Uh, uh, at that time hour between four and six. Yeah. To uh, so my. My little boy at home, the kids won't be home alone. Oh, okay. So uh, I go out, run, and come back, and then they're still sleeping, and at least someone was home when mm-hmm. I ran at that time hour. Yeah. And then it just evolved from there. And mm-hmm. so now it's, you know, I wake up about 3.30 and uh, go running about 4 in the morning, just depending what my distances are, how far I'm going out to go run. and Even now in the winter, huh? Even now in the winter, wow. yeah, and you know I'm trying to uh, do research on some uh, layering, yeah, 
because uh, before we grow up with just adding all kinds of hoodies and jackets mm-hmm. and then we got this thick layer that we go out and running on yeah so i'm kind of more doing some investment um running gear yeah so it can get expensive so you buy one here buy a piece here buy a piece there but mm-hmm. you know you got this moisture wicking material that can also warm warm your body yeah so um so i'm kind of tinkering with the layering system yeah because you want to you want to you want to be uh warm i guess but then also you still want to be able to run yeah because there's times where i, I just had on too much like it was just constricting exactly kind of bogged me down a little bit mm-hmm. and i'll uh i'll have like a little running journal i'll put down the temperature and up there in Havard, there's a windshield oh yeah. that that really drops the temperature to a real feel mm-hmm. of like you know minus like 10 to 15 degrees of what the reg- actual temperature is sometimes mm. so so what's working for you right now what, what kind of layering are you doing uh just a, a normal base layer top and bottom i got some uh uh winter what's running base, pants what's the base layer? A, a thermal base layer it's just like uh tights mm-hmm. the, they're a little more uh, um thicker material mm-hmm. yeah like and the warm tights yeah the warm the warm okay. type just because i think just regular uh tights top and bottom though i think the cold air would make that those tights cold yeah, yeah. so this one has more of a thermal mm-hmm. thicker uh fleece material type to it and then i'll have uh depending what the temperature is i'll put on another mid layer yeah and that's kind of more of a, a warmth and then i got my my outer shell mm-hmm. jacket so yeah. just depending if it's windy i'll put my windbreaker on and if the temperature is dropping a little more colder i'll put on another uh, jacket I purchased yeah. that is made for warmth, but it can breathe. Mm. And the material I'm looking for is just uh, like outdoor gear yeah. that's geared for high activity use. Mm-hmm. So you get these gears that can breathe, let you breathe in certain areas on a body, mm-hmm. and then but and then other areas where it can protect from wind. Yeah, because I, I think in this type of weather right now, it's keeping dry. Yeah staying dry and uh keeping the wind away from your skin um how what do you do for your face i use uh, um what are you called balaclavas oh yeah around kind of cover your yeah your baklava baklavas <laughs> yeah i'll use one of those and then if it gets into the single digits i'll use one of those neoprene uh face masks mm. and it has a velcro you get velcro to the back of your neck yeah and I like that because it leaves like a little tent uh, room in front of your, your mouth. Uh-huh. And because I don't like the, if it's right against my mouth, then it gets moisture yeah. there. Then yeah. your face and nose get really get cold. Yeah. But that face mask, that neoprene one, there's a like a half inch to one inch gap between that material and your face. And you can still breathe because they got holes on there. Yeah. And there's a big, there's a airway you for your nose too. Burn? No. I've got it a few times on my face. Really? Yeah. yeah. I used to do it all the time. I used to run all the time in winter. I would, I would just slather a bunch of Vaseline like on my cheeks mm-hmm. and it worked really good. Really? Yeah. I use that in my lips, but mm-hmm. not the, I haven't tried it on my cheeks. Yeah. Cause it was, I don't know. I made my cheekbones stick out there. Johnny <laughs> Depp. But, uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it would, like they'd come back to be red. Like they almost felt like sunburn, but it was like windburn. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm touching my cheeks. No one can see this, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking with our hands. I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like uh, Will Ferrell and Talladega Nights. I'm like, what do I do with my hands? You know? <laughs> you, should start, you should just start filming this. That's that's pretty. How about um, your fueling and your diet? Do you eat on purpose to get ready for running, or uh, you eat what you want? Or? In the past, I haven't because I think I knew what my body was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. At, uh, I think I had enough experience to to know what my body was capable of doing depending what my nutrition was. Mm-hmm. And that's now that I'm older now and with the distances that I'm preparing for, I'm now I'm starting to tackle some of the the uh the nutrition side of my training and just getting a lot more vegetable intake. Yeah, um, it's tough to cut down on soda. Oh yeah, yeah it's a yeah. tough one for me. I've cut down, I've cut it out for a while, and then I'll have those cravings, and I'll uh-huh. I'll sip on it again. The next yeah. thing you know, you know, I struggle pretty hard with that too. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's, one. That he has evil sodas that sneak into his house. Yeah, they make like Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of uh, our diminished alcoholics or anything but i feel like i'm a papaholic yeah. it's hard to quit <laughs> it, is, it is hard it's to tough. quit yeah a papaholic <laughs> or something yeah i backslid yeah. pretty hard this week and i was yeah. doing really good too i backslid yeah. on purpose today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, the hard the hard time is is when you travel oh yeah because mm-hmm. when i when i travel like when i come down here uh i gotta have seeds oh yeah they, they help me stay awake i like those spits yeah. yeah, yeah, but I've noticed the gas stations now do have like healthy alternatives. Do they? Like, the, if you can get a Cliff Bar or those oh. those vegetarian Larry cookies or whatever. Oh, okay, I haven't looked into that. Yeah. Those are gross. Skinnies <laughs> <laughs> are great. Yeah, no, even I don't know what kind of sausage they are, but like um, cheese wrapped on it and stuff. It's pretty good. That doesn't seem healthy. It is over at Love's. Yep. <laughs> I don't like, know if it's healthy, but at least it's not. What I think, seeds and uh, soda are like peanut butter and jelly. It is, yeah. For seeds me, it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's tough when I when I travel. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing now? Getting that? ready for this run, refueling. Uh, I'm just cutting down on on um on a lot of the the pop intake. And then just increasing a lot of the vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need a whole lot of fruit. Uh, I like watermelon, but mm-hmm. uh, other than that, not too much uh, fruit. Yeah, which I probably should. You might should get what kind of vegetables do you like? Uh, just your basics: uh, carrots, celery, mm-hmm. maybe some cucumbers. And uh, and lately, it's tough because you know I'm trying not to add anything to it. Like a side of ranch or something. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been doing that. I've been, I cut down the salads for lunch, but I'm still slathering a bunch of ranch on yeah. there. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe not too much. There we go. I think he had ranch and cottage cheese yeah. and regular cheese <laughs> yeah. and then fresh bacon. <laughs> Pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the school, I'll go through the lunch line and I'll, um, the kids we eat with, they'll pick off my, my food tray. Uh-huh. So whatever we're eating, you know, if they want something, I'll I'll pass that food on to them. But I'll I'll stock up on the the salad bar thing. Oh yeah, all the salads and the vegetables there. So 
I'll, I'll, I've been getting more than I usually have. Mm. And I'll kind of just add more to that. I'm not too familiar with the, the healthy eating part. Neither am I. I'm just kind of, yeah. well, this seems okay, but I don't know. I think one of the most important things of healthy eating is just being aware of what we're actually eating. Yeah. Because we're humans are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't even know we're eating. I know. We just kind of do it, then we're done. Oh, yeah, I was going to eat healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but just being aware, that's um, probably one of the... And there's a few times where I actually journaled what I was eating. Oh, really? It was pretty eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Every time I ate something, I'd write it down and mm-hmm. keep track of it. And yeah. that was helpful. Yeah. It was... Um, it was eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that once. It's uh, tough to to set time aside and, and journal how yeah. much you ate, and then if whether you're just writing it down or you're counting the calories to uh-huh. it, and then it it's it's eye-opening, like you said, because then you realize, okay, at this meal I took in seven, eight hundred calories just on this one meal right here, yeah. and not even knowing it, hmm. and then it's you can't cheat yourself because if I don't write it, it doesn't mean you put it in your yeah. mouth. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't eat these handful of Cheetos. <laughs> I don't know how to count calories yet. I haven't, but I've um, done the carbs. I've counted carbs mm-hmm. and tried to stay under like 20 or 10 a day. Yeah. Hmm. And that's, I think for me, once I kicked that kind of craving of the processed sugars, yeah, it was like home free, uh-huh. not craving no more. And it's like, it's all right. How many days did it take? What do you think? I would say a couple of days. Yeah. Like if you actually set aside a couple of days to um, cut down those sugars and carbs. Yeah. People say you have to have them, mm-hmm. but maybe for an all-out sprint, you need some sort of carbs. Yeah. But if you can switch your body into burning fat rather than burning sugar. Yeah. And um, if you are, you know, healthy, I would. If you're not healthy, I would say see a doctor. But if you're doing okay. Eat mm-hmm. like an old time um, Native American. It's <laughs> <laughs> meat and um, fruits yeah. and vegetables. Yeah. Think about it. Around here, there was no potatoes. I know. Or those types of high starch vegetables. And, yeah. And I think, um, anyways, that helped. Mm-hmm. It was um, a couple of days, kicked that habit, and <laughs> it was like yeah. a craving, man. Yeah. And it's tough because I'll, if I cut down pop. Is it just the caffeine or is it the sugar? It might be the sugar. Mm-hmm. You get a headache? The taste. I'm pretty sure it's the taste. The taste. The taste. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I heard I I heard your the the body's reaction to the carbonation is what might cause the cravings. Mm-hmm. Is So like sparkling you, water? Yeah. So like if you you drink that then your there's that reaction your tongue gets, that, huh. like that burning sensation. Yeah. Then your body releases like these hormones to counter that, and it feels good. Yeah, it's like pesky, huh? <laughs> I think for me it was just um, I need something sweet when I have a meal. Yeah. So I would just get like, I just would do like juice. Uh-huh. Then eventually I was doing like, like flavored water or something like that. It sucks, but I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and the times I I quit pop, I'll go and I'll make some sweet tea. What? <laughs> So it replaces something, but then I I try to convince myself this is better than that one. Yeah. Or I'll make a, I'll get a big, those big powders of a tang or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about, have you tried Splenda? No. I've tried Splenda. Really? Like, if we get it, I'll get a tea, 
iced tea, unsweetened iced tea, and then add um like Splenda at McDonald's or something. Uh-huh. And it's like no like low carb too, really? but it's still pretty sweet. Yeah. So I gotta figure something out. Me and Levi's gotta figure something yeah. out. Well, I don't know, you guys whatever's working for you is working. So everybody's different. You just gotta yeah. stop doing a muscle through it for two weeks and I think that'll it'll be Yeah. I think I don't know. <laughs> I think two days and it's just done. Yeah. It's take me a couple it's gonna take me treatment. So how many how many months do we got until the big one? We're at five right About now. Five-ish. About so five months in? Five months to grow a DC braid. <laughs> <laughs> What's a DC braid, Levi? It's a nice thick braid that'll look good on your politician suit. When you go to DC? <laughs> when you go to DC, the yeah. glad hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we go DC yeah, braid. Yeah, huh? that's, that's what I'm looking for. I think I need to look forward to that. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what upcoming rounds do you have for the season besides Bighorn? Uh, Bighorn, I registered for the rut again. Yeah. Oh, uh, going to redeem yourself. Yeah, I redeem know. myself. Last year, I couldn't do it because uh, I registered last year and uh, uh, was in communication with Jason at that time. Mm-hmm. And we were pumping each other up to, and he was pu- actually pumping me up to finish it because yeah. the, year, the previous year, I, I had a DNF. And it was a long ride from that. Swift Current Aid Station uh-huh. before you head up to Long Peak. Yeah. And just riding that ski lift all the way down. So much emotion going through. So where, where, did, where did you drop? At uh, Swift Current. Oh, right before, okay. the right before that, that Long Peak. It was like a little over a mile. Yeah. What and was going through your mind when you were... It was like, I can't... It was... Uh, um, who am I going to let down? Mm. You know, who... Am I gonna let down my parents? Am I gonna let down both of you that were ahead mm-hmm. of us? And Manuel just had just left like ten minutes before I did. Yeah. So I pulled into Swift Current, and he was visiting with me for a couple minutes, and he he was like, "Is it okay if I go and head out?" And I said, "Go ahead, I'll catch up to you." So the mistake I made at Swift Current is I sat down. Oh yeah. And my purpose was to switch out shoes because mm-hmm. I had a drop bag there and I was yeah. and the shoes I was using at the time my feet were really tired mm-hmm. and we were, I was six six hours in by that time mm-hmm. my feet were really tired you know climbing on all those shell rock I think adding on top of the time spent on my feet my feet were really tired so I was going to switch out my shoes and then once I sat down I started contemplating my wow. aches and pains yeah they start flooding my my mind, and then next thing you know, Manuel goes off, and and then I'm thinking, I looking at my watch. I got 50 minutes. This was on 12:10 when I got to, and I and I think you guys were just like 15 minutes ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't too very far, um, but because uh, some lady caught <laughs> us and she was like, "Hey, there's a guy behind me with that same green yep. watch." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I remember her because before we hit the shell rock, she caught up to me. Yeah. And then we're kind of doing that little slow incline before you make that steep ascent. And then you drop down again. Uh, She complimented me on that, the color of the watch that time. And then Mm -hmm. later on, you told me, she's like, hey, your buddy's back there. (laughs) (laughs) Got a flat tire. That's Swift Current. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was my mistake there. And then the... Well, even the way people talk, too. I think um, there was someone that you said was really disheartened talking. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and and uh, they kept checking on me. You know, what do you want to do? You got 
45 minutes left. Yeah. He's like, let me, let me think about it some more. And then I said, how much further do you go up there? And he's like, uh, you got, um, uh, is it over and over a mile? It's like 1.2 miles, 1. but it's 2 like miles. the mm-hmm. longest mile ever. Yeah, had. but then I started thinking, okay, I got maybe an hour to get there, mm-hmm. 45 minutes to get there if I left right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, okay, the steep climb, I'm going to probably be putting in like 40, minute, 40 minutes just to make that climb at the rate I was going. And my back was, my back and shoulders were were hurting me and it was that to that point to where i had to take my race vest off mm-hmm. and and then uh carry it on my shoulder oh wow and then that little that little outhouse that or that restroom right before you get to the aid station up there right, right on top there was a restroom there I, I was so thirsty i went in there and i was just like guzzling water on that faucet and i was just like drinking mm-hmm. just just uh a uh, couple runners ran in there using the bathroom but I was in there I was just like guzzling water I was mm-hmm. so thirsty and then I I probably spent like five minutes in there and I got in and I made that final hundred meter stretch up yeah. up to the aid station by the time I got there it was so I think by that time I was trying to convince myself to just go in and drop yeah and I just sat there sat there had my drop bag right beside me and uh-huh. and I just left it there and finally, it was like, you got 15 minutes to make your decision before you get out of here. And then it was five minutes. You got to get five minutes. You better cross that mat to make your way. And then next thing you know, they start closing the tent down. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And it's like, okay, uh, I think I made up my mind. Yeah. So I, I just dropped right there. But my body wasn't able to handle that type of climbing yeah. for that type of uh, hours on my feet at the time. Mm-hmm. So I miscalculated that one. I think uh, it was really, for me, it was kind of almost like nobody cares and everybody's yeah. supportive anyway, but like kind of it was hard to get a DNF. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's really more of your of, ego. Yeah. And then um, like there's some important lessons Yeah, that I learned from that. Yeah, and I think better to um, try and fail than not try at all. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you learn, uh, learn those lessons in that. It is. It's going to be a good year this year. Yeah, it yep. is. I'm really looking forward to it. And last year I couldn't do it because I got a, oh, last, after the bighorn, I got a leg infection. Oh, yeah. It was a bacterial infection on my lower leg. And that basically put me out for like eight weeks. Dang. So that kind of, and I was trying to convince myself with when it got close to the rut. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll just start. <laughs> I'll get my, my swag gear. <laughs> At least I'll get my swag stuff and mm. then I'll drop at the first aid station. Yeah. And that was my thought, but my leg was no, in no mm-hmm. condition to be doing any type of running at that time. Yeah. So. I was telling Steven, just show up and get your stuff and then, um, yeah. <laughs> sell your beer to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do it. I, uh, I really uh, tried to, uh, switch my bib over to a manual. Yeah. And I emailed the director and he emailed back and said, he said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> like, come oh, on. Like fine then. <laughs> I emailed the director saying, "Hey, I'm injured. Can you um, do something?" He's like, "No, I'll give it a shot." <laughs> <laughs> See what you can do. Yeah. So for the hundred, are you gonna are you gonna use a pacer? Or is your dad gonna? Uh, as you of or? right now, no pacer. Um, I don't know if I sh- feel like I should bother anybody to mm-hmm. kind of have that thought of. 
putting someone at an inconvenience to train just to pace me. Yeah. yeah, I thought about I was looking for him to pace me and, and then he and then he's gonna Wayne Senior. Wayne Senior. Wayne Senior. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's gonna do the 30k. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Yeah, so they're doing the 30k. My brother's gonna do the 30k. So uh, I just figured out I'll, I'll do what I did for the 52 mile and just mm-hmm. take along to whoever I'm with at that moment. And it's really neat the uh, people you can meet out there and yeah it is you just spark up a smoke talk conversation and yeah. then suffering together um. it is <laughs> and that's what i normally do on these trail runs is mm-hmm. i'll whoever's near me at that particular moment i'll i'll just tag along with them if they start jogging i'll mm-hmm. jog and uh, if they walk i'll walk and and if i feel that's where i'm at at that particular stage i'll do that mm-hmm. and if, it, if i feel i can go ahead and move faster or further i'll do that so i'll just pace my own with whoever I run with. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you meet some amazing people out there from yeah all walks of life and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another amazing thing with running and trail running is we're all vulnerable. So any time that we can conversate or make friends or whatever to on the trail, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I figured out for the pacing part of it, I'll at least as of, Five months out, I'm just gonna do that unless something happens at Dry Fork. Or uh, I figured if I'm gonna get a pacer, maybe at Dry Fork. Oh yeah, one, pick one at Dry Fork. Mm-hmm. And uh, the part I'm iffy on is getting to Jaws and then coming back down. Yeah, you know, most that's gonna all be in the dark. But mm-hmm. so how I ran um the other day, I ran in the dark. But man, it was pitch black, and um, I normally I don't get scared. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty cool. And um, I was listening to something, and I was just like in like a little safe bubble. Mm-hmm. It's probably scary music. And um, and a zombie app, that zombie app. <laughs> anyhow, so man, it was I, all I all I could see was where my light was. Like it was mm-hmm. like one of those nights where like the light just I don't. There's nothing. There's no ambient. There's nothing. Like yeah. And um, but I felt okay. And I was going, and uh, it got so cold that my phone froze. Yeah. And then I lost what I was listening to. Then after that, I wasn't listening to, like loud music. I was listening to a podcast actually, mm-hmm. so I could still hear like my breathing and my foot hitting the ground. But after that, I could hear everything. And pretty soon, I was hearing things that weren't even there. It was like oh. someone was running behind me at one point. Yeah. And then um, I was looking for <laughs> eyeballs in the <laughs> in the uh, in the um, I don't know. So I was wondering, how did you, how were you able to like out there when you run in the dark all the time? How do you, how were you able to conquer maybe what, what's inside our head? Oh, uh, I Those think were probably real ghosts. They probably will. They probably, yeah. <laughs> they pooped out running though. around out there. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> they got tired. <laughs> they left them behind. You <laughs> them up. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine a um, ball of light around you. I was yeah. I, the ball of light went out as soon as my as soon as my <laughs> music turned on my what I was listening to turned on. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, for me, I think I've gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just early on, running at that time hour, and then I started almost like loving the fact that it's dark mm-hmm. and all you have is just your headlamp. Yeah, and whether I'm running through the streets. Or I'm running on a tr- out on the gravel roads out on the city limits, mm-hmm. or 
even running at gas cap here. Yeah. You know, the times that I've been back the past couple months or so, I'd, uh, I get up to gas cap about five in the morning oh, wow. and it's still dark and I, I'd, I'd head out. And my only concern is, uh, you know, if there's coyotes out there, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cause I'll run and I'll hear, I'll hear them, I'll hear them out in the distance, yeah. you know, where they're, you know, barking or whatever uh-huh. sounds they make there, but I'll, I'll hear that and then I'll try to refocus on, okay, I'm, I'll be okay out here. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, I think at that time hour, it's just, uh, um, where your mind is at. Mm-hmm. I think when, once I start losing focus and then I start thinking of what's behind me, yeah. there's times I've done that. I'll be running and, and I'll look behind me real quick. Like, okay, make sure no one's behind. <laughs> Cause it feels like I, uh-huh. I hear something back there. And, um, and, that always happened when I was young when we were done. Come home from Billings. Yeah. Get out of the car and you're going inside. Yeah. Night. <laughs> and it's always scary as soon as you get to the door. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> you're heard an adrenaline's moving there. Yeah, every kid has experienced that. Or or going up the steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's gonna grab you. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's how powerful that mind is. Yeah. What makes it think that there's something out there with you. And um I think for me, the, the benefits of running, I started realizing there's benefits to running at that time hour. Mm-hmm. And then it started from being like, there's someone home with the kids at yeah. home to all of a sudden now it's, it can become spiritual. Mm-hmm. And, and that spiritual part is now I can be with, uh, I can pray. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I go out and run, I'll pray. Yeah. And I'll pray for myself and I'll pray for family and and then for the cars that are around me. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'll pray in a sense that the people that are out there at that time hour, mm-hmm. yeah. if they're out there, you're either going to work or they're doing they're up to something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm thinking, okay, at least the Holy Spirit will be with me uh-huh. and if they see me, hopefully they'll be they see others around me. Mm-hmm. And whereas maybe those are my like guardian angels yeah. running with me out there. So if mm-hmm. someone just looks at me, maybe there's that spiritual sense. There's more than just me. Yeah. Uh, so there's that spiritual time of it. And then your mind will wander off again. And then you start self-talk. Yeah. A lot of self-talk, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on for the day, the previous day. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of, that type of meditation going on mm-hmm. and then you can just hear your breathing and you're depending what type of terrain you're on you could hear the rocks the pavement the gravel the dirt and then you start getting into this rhythm yeah yeah and then you add all of that to a headlamp mm-hmm. and all you see is everything's dark and you just see that headlamp right there mm-hmm. and then there's that connection that you have that focuses for me it's just like this headlamp I'm alone and I'm running and I, I really love that part of the running, mm-hmm. even though I'm not in the middle of the mountains with, I have to worry about bears or mountain oh, yeah. lions and stuff. It's that solitude and prayer. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's very powerful. And then, uh, then also you get to run on a facet in a facet state. The last time oh, you ate. Oh, because it's that early in the morning. Yeah, so you, your last meal was dinner time. Oh, okay. And then 
depending what time you eat, it's anywhere between like 10 and 12 hours hmm. by that time. So by the time you get up and run, your body's fasted. So your body adjusts to whatever fuel type of system that you're using at. And depending how far you're going, uh, I'm learning that there's a benefit to that too, uh, hmm. training in a fasted state. And and then when you when you finish your training at that time, then it's you feel good. It's like I, I accomplished something. Yeah, like a victory at the beginning of the day. Yeah, victorying uh, beginning of the day, and uh, the rest of the day you can just deal with work and yeah. then deal with family when you get home. So mm-hmm. Would you say that you've um, intermittent fasting? I, I've tried intermittent fasting before, and it's it's a. Uh, it can be tough yeah. because whether you're doing a six hour time slot or an eight hour slot of when you're eating from like my time to eat is from 10 to 6, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. And then after that, I'm not eating anything. Wow. And then hmm. and I've tried a four hour time slot before. And I would, just, I, I would just gorge. In that. Yeah. And that, <laughs> four and, hours, yeah, yeah. And there's I'm sure there's pros and cons to it. But, you know, that goes with anything. And, yeah. Um. But as far as running in the dark, it's it's an uh, it's an amazing feeling, at mm-hmm. least for me. And obviously, I have my uh, my safety vest on. Oh yeah, the reflector. I got a blinking LED light, mm-hmm. so along with the headlamp. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, I think I'm used to it. I'm mm-hmm. used to running at that time. But there's Gotta times. Make sure it stays charged. Definitely. It is. There's times I, I'm out there, I forgot to charge my headlamp. <laughs> oh, man. And boom, it starts bleeping, <laughs> yeah. then it disappears. Like, oh. That happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> went out, and I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> Yeah. I got I to gotta make sure the night before. So the night before, I'm checking my headlamp. Yeah. And making sure that's ready. That's and the big thing is you get everything ready. Yeah. Right, the, the night, night before. before. Yeah, the night before, and then um, you you become good friends with the weather app. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, Which weather app do you use? I I think there's one I use, Dark Sky. Okay, I think it's like a ninety nine cent app you can buy, hmm. or something like that. And then the one that comes with the iPhone. Yeah. So do you, do you draw the line anywhere? Is it is there are times where it's just too cold or too windy, or you just you get out there no matter what? Uh, so far it's uh, um. I've ran in negative 20 before. Yeah. And you just got to cut the run short because of exposure to that type of yeah. cold air. So, you know, anywhere from like a 20 to 20 to 30 minutes out there and you're back in. Mm-hmm. You and have I, goggles too, right? I wear... Two uh, goggles. I want to I wanna get some just for mm-hmm. that barrier between the cold air and the eyes. Yeah. Um, but um, Scott have those? I don't know. So. Because uh, one night I felt like I, said, ah, I think I froze my eyeballs because I felt weird. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I run. I I got some shades that are were geared for trail running. Mm-hmm. It's that brand Jobo or something like that. Jobo, and it's a tra- it it's a transition lens. Mm-hmm. So it goes from a clear to like a light shade. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So depending on the the light ambient on it, mm-hmm. so at night it's clear. So okay. I'll use those, and it just covers your eyes right here, and then everything else below it is covered. 
So, so you're when, using shades at night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shades at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they come in real handy. You wouldn't handy. be the first Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a true Indian now. <laughs> I'm growing the hair out. Shades at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to get my hair like Levi's now. <laughs> I would love to have that. <laughs> you be real Just thick on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's the, I think shades are beneficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I run in shades even at night, but they're clear. So it has not, it doesn't affect the, the contrast with the ground and the light and everything. So when it was cold and I had a mask on, it wasn't like a mask. It was just one of those, those head things they give you at the run, the, the buff. Yeah. I the put buff. it on my neck and I put it on my nose and, like the steam went, traveled up my face to my eyelashes. Yeah. And I got them real moist and they just turned to ice instantly. Yeah. I mm-hmm. see a lot of pictures like that. A yeah. lot of ice guys. How, how do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> you can take one now. Yeah. So I want to get my eyelashes like that. <laughs> I have a, all I could do is a frozen icicle beard right now. Frozen icicle beard. Huh? Goatee. Yeah. <laughs> so Bible Central questions. What is your favorite running shoe? I like the Hoka, the Hoka Speed Goats. Hoka Speed Goats. I wanted to try those. Yeah, those are, uh, I, I've heard in the beginning, the first versions of Speed Goats, they were, uh, research I've done on them, they were questionable with stability or yeah. d- durability, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the height. Oh, yeah. The height on them is, is not normal to traditional running shoes, but I, I think the second versions on up, they're, they've gotten really good. Uh, so, but I've, are they still real, real thick? Like they're still, they're still cushioned. They're mm-hmm. really highly cushioned shoes. And for me, my feet work well with the, the speed goes the past three years. Yeah. And, um, uh, they can go anywhere from like on pavement they got, and then you could go to highly technical mm-hmm. trails and my feet haven't gotten as tired as the previous shoes I was wearing. Yeah. So my feet do really well in the, the speed goats mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to the, uh, I think they got the fourth version coming out now. Oh, oh yeah. So, so uh, I might get those and then mm-hmm. the previous ones I do have, I'll throw them in my drop bag. For oh yeah. hundred. Yeah. So I really are you, like you going to put a, are you going to put shoes in every drop bag you think or? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, I probably won't change a whole lot, but they're, uh, at least they'll be there as a safety net for me. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I could change socks. Yeah. Are we going to have to, like, say at Sally's, have two drop bags for Sally's, or do we get I one know. and they just leave it there, I wonder? I don't know. I got to look into that. Or, like, two for dry fork? Seems like there would be two there at Sally's. Yeah, because you're, you're one outward, and then you're... One, one at Jaws? Yeah. Hmm. That's going to be a lot of drop bags, then. Yeah, it's probably it three. Yeah, the... <laughs> I probably Rest won't. Information. I probably won't need a drop bag for the first dry fork. I can't imagine needing one there, but no, definitely Sally's. So that's like four or five drop bags. Huh. That's a lot. Of, that's a long run. It's a lot of shoes. Yeah, it is. Of socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I should be able to run most of the run with one or two pairs though. I think with those Hoka's. Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice yeah. to have the options though. Just yeah, it is. Any. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite piece of running gear? Favorite piece of running gear? 
I would say maybe maybe uh, the buff, mm-hmm. that little buff you have. Yeah, uh, you could use them at as as an they're versatile. Yeah, so you could use them as a neck gaiter, the the lower half of your face if it's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it on top for a headband, uh, sweatband type, and then I like using it as a kind of like a sweat on the wrist yeah. a sweatband or a nose rig or something because constantly blowing my nose out there especially yeah. in the winter in winter yeah. some reason yeah. Yeah. when I run running. I'm always wiping like the corners of my mouth when I run I am yeah and that's mm-hmm. I do that too so I'll, I'll have like a I'll use that buff on my wrist mm-hmm. and when I'm running instead of using your shirt or your shirt sleeve you just use your yeah use that buff so and those are when, pretty useful yeah, yeah they are and the times I haven't use it to go run I, it feels yeah. naked <laughs> i need something yeah but it's it's lever still yeah so uh, that's uh, the an essential part and i think mm-hmm. the shades and watch is probably a close second right yeah. behind them yeah. for me you use it as a winter sock too yeah <laughs> <laughs> what um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might take some modification. I think. <laughs> yeah, modifications. Oh, music or no music? <laughs> what kind of modifications? We'll, we'll draw something up later. <laughs> hey, we could um, demonstrate copyright it. something and sell it. <laughs> so, do you use music or no music? Uh, on my on regular runs, training runs, I'll listen to music. Yeah. Um, whether it's podcasts or YouTube, yeah. mm. uh, my mom likes to send me uh, messages on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So depending, uh, if I feel I want to use that and listen to it while I'm out running or not, and uh, like just something or, she's found and wants to share with you, or her, yeah, okay. something that she found and usually they're like spiritual messages mm-hmm. or motivational yeah. messages. Yeah, I like and um, I'll listen to that or I've. The you know, past month and a half or so, I've been listening to you guys, your podcast. Mm-hmm. The next day, mm-hmm. I'll listen to it like Sunday evening, and then when <laughs> I go up, I'll run, I'll listen to it again sometimes. So you kind of save the rest for later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so I, I really enjoy listening to you guys, and so I kind of save it for. A lot of times, I'll save it for the runs too. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll listen to half of it, and then if I got like a forty-minute run, forty-five-minute run the next day, and I'll complete it that next day well, that's cool i know yeah, we were a little so. apprehensive when, at first we're like man is this too long but i think we're i, I don't think it could be long enough I yeah think yeah one thing though is i only use one one uh earbud oh yeah when i run so it's like i'll, I'll listen to it on one side but on the other ear i'm I, awareness and safety yeah for Bears chasing me, zombies, <laughs> uh, dogs, cars, um, stuff like that. So I, I still got awareness, um, and I'll use it while I'm running. But and then there's times where I'll just turn it completely off, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll just be alone and just really concentrate on certain parts of my life. That if I'm going through something yeah. and I need to be alone and concentrate. Mm-hmm. And that's my time where I really focus on prayer yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of puts the soul in like a raw state almost. Where it does, yeah. It's open and mm-hmm. you can't really hide. It and is. It's like you're not, just puts you in an honest state, I think, sometimes when you're running and your yeah. soul is just open. 
Yeah. And then think, you, oh sorry. And then you get into this rhythm. You just start hearing yeah. the footsteps, the running, and the sounds that it creates, and then mm-hmm. you're breathing. And then you start hearing a lot of the the further stuff out there making noise and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. So I I just use one one ear earbud. Mm-hmm. And on the trails, for the most part, I I won't use it. Yeah. But depending on the section and how I feel, I'll pull it out and I'll listen to something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I'm running with my dad, uh, then I won't use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it all kind of depends the mood and when where I'm at. When you're running with someone and visiting, I find the time goes fast. It does. It could be a lot of miles just visiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. And that was one thing with. Uh, a lot of these trail ones is that I, I run a lot of them with my dad. Yeah. So we'll try to coordinate which runs we're going to do and I'll run with them mm-hmm. and I'll, we'll pace each other. Yeah. And so I'm kind of fortunate that I, I still get to run with my father out yeah. there. Really, you know, really at his age and then he's still running, able to run. And mm-hmm. now that I'm older, it's like I I'll cherish those. I'm looking forward to those moments. I, I still get to run with my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is pretty fortunate. I think uh, not a lot of us do get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool, I think. What's your favorite place to run? Favorite place to run, I would say the the Bighorns. Mm-hmm. Even though it's only once a year. Yeah. Um, but I think just being out there is yeah. a different type of feeling. You get out, Even though you, you're running and you're hurting at times, yeah. you get still enjoy what you're doing yeah and and then recently it's being out at gas cap for mm-hmm. me you know just coming home and then being able to get out early in the morning and go run yeah and uh, did you go there on this trip no not this trip here mm-hmm. uh, the one i did a couple weeks ago i came down and yeah i i ran out there the mom's trail too yeah and mm-hmm. it was funny because uh, the very first time i ran out there mm-hmm. i ran the mom's trail like two years ago yeah and then when I come run it now, it's like, okay, I think I remember this section of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, li- I'm trying to remember where the course was. Yeah. So I'm going further and further out and it's dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'm just looking and my, I lose my, uh, my bearings there. Uh-huh. And I'm looking and I see the lights of town crow uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm trying to figure out how far I am uh-huh. and nothing's looking familiar. <laughs> I'm going and I'm going further and further. And I say, where's these orange flags that used to be? <laughs> <laughs> they should be there. Yeah. And were, then, you, were you off or no? Oh, I, I end up being right on course. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then when I first thought I was lost, I was looking for that white clay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was looking for it and I'd stop for a minute and I'm looking around my headlamps trying to scan where I'm at. And then I spotted the the white clay area. Yeah. So I, okay, I think that's where I'm supposed to go. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, I remember this part now. Yeah. And then when I got further way out there, I was like, okay, where's these flags at yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like almost like an hour out now. Where am I at? And, oh, geez. and then I, as I'm running, then I, I seen a, a little piece of orange yeah. flag that was uh-huh. part of the flag. <laughs> it's like, okay, there and it goes. Over and, it, from the race, yep, and then it starts dropping down. It's a good thing we left those out there. Yeah, <laughs> yep, it is. And so I, I just it's crazy use that. that you seen them because even sometimes the people who put them in the ground ran right by them. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ran right by them. <laughs> I, I flagged the course and I got lost. <laughs> 
I you, think we've all done that. Ran past highway, the corner. Highway yeah. hypnosis. Yep. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh-huh. It's deep in prayer. It deep is in deep, prayer. deep in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's become another, uh, I really look forward to running out there mm-hmm. and then running with the headlamp. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun for me. Why do you run? Why do I run? Uh, I think initially it just started out of competition. Yeah. Um, being real comp- competitive at a young age. And then once school is over, then it just transitioned into health. You know, I'll, you know, run because it feels good to run. Yeah. And then I'll sign up for something. I'll register mm-hmm. and I'll use that as a goal to work towards. And it's uh, off and on from there. Uh, whether I register or, or how I train for something, if I feel like running, I'll go out and run. And it might be a, a bad habit I have because deep down it feels like I know what I'm capable of doing mm-hmm. and I'll just go based off of that, whether I'm training or I'm not. <laughs> uh, so, but as I know for, I could do a 50, I'll sign up. Yeah, I know I could do that. <laughs> yeah. But um, right now, as I'm older, running kind of transition into um it goes from conditioning to health to now it's spiritual for me yeah mm. um and there's these this difference thinking back on it there's these different phases and stages that i've gone through with running mm-hmm. and um right now it's spiritual for me yeah you know we get out and i think when you get older at least for most of us we can really read our body how we're feeling mm-hmm on a run or whether at home or if we're stressed out, anxiety. And then we go out for a run and we come back, we feel better. Yeah. But that's a time that where you can be alone, process what you have to spiritually. Yeah. And then come back home and then you're, you're good for the night or for the day. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's where the phase I'm at right now is just, it's running's become spiritual for me. Yeah. Yeah, and who who knows down the road it might do full full circle and become competitive yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, hit that new age bracket. Man. Yeah, hit that new age bracket. I yeah. can't wait. I got like another year, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> another year. You're gonna dominate. <laughs> Look out! Yeah, it was funny too because a couple of years ago, with I ran the mom's show. That first time I ran it, and uh-huh. I caught up to Jason. Uh-huh. They were coming up by a gas cap, going up towards the the cross. Yeah. And we're going and we're visiting there for a while. I think your your heel was hurting you at the time. Probably. And uh, you're, we're talking about shoes and stuff. And and as we got to the top, there was a little tiny aid station yep. there handing out water. Uh-huh. Jason got there first and then he was kind of getting his water and stuff. And I kind of jogged right past him, uh-huh. dropped down real fast and... And then next thing I just heard, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> Jason catches up to me and then he's like, right here, so we got one more mile left. And I was like, oh my. <laughs> like one more mile left. And then next thing you know, I think we're first in our division. <laughs> and he takes off running. <laughs> Were you guys? Yep. Yeah. He ends up taking the money and not even sharing it. There was some prize money involved and I was getting pretty close to empty in the tank. So. 
push it in. Yeah. So he actually <laughs> emptied the tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even give me a cut either. <laughs> <laughs> you believe me? I was like, let me win. I'll share the money with you. <laughs> Just I kind of think that might have been a violation of trail running etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, though. Hey, we're winning our age division. Yeah. Look at this. Woo. You guys could have been like those old guys at Hard Rock and just held hands crossing the finish line. <laughs> I don't think so, man. It was Steven who said, hey, look at that guy's got a Hard Rock bucket. And then um, we were kind of looking at it and said, what did you say? Should we go kiss it? When they finished the Hard Rock, they, uh, they, they kissed kiss that rock. rock. Yeah. yeah, And Jason brought up that guy that had that big belt buckle. Like, good thing you don't have to kiss that thing. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, stay still. Wait, wait. Get, uh, get those lips off that buckle. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so um, what advice would you give to anybody or any type of uh, inspiration for like someone who wants to try running or maybe fell out of running or just those kind of things? I, I think the one thing you get for starters, I think you can just convince yourself to get out the door. Yeah. Get out the door or go drive somewhere to where you, you're comfortable running at or walking. Just get out and walk. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're starting, just get out, walk, uh, leave your stopwatch or whatever in the car at home. Just leave it there and don't even focus on pace um, and just go based on how you feel mm-hmm. if you feel like jogging for like five seconds do that yeah and the primary focus is that you're out moving mm-hmm. yeah you're moving and then if you feel like okay if you're doing it out and back say okay this is this feels good for me i'm gonna go back and then and then to continue i think you just need to reprioritize what's in your life because anything and everything can be an excuse if if you want it to be. And there's uh, um, there's enough time in a day that if you want, you can make running a priority. Mm-hmm. And if it's a priority, I'm going to get out and I'm going to do whatever it takes to go to Akan, go walk, yeah, or go to Gas Cap and walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can reprioritize things in your life. Mm-hmm. And say like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And if you could get to that point and then to, you could take it another step further and then you could go register for a 5K or something. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of 5Ks that are in Billings now from mm-hmm. what I hear. And then register for it, whether it's two, three months down from now. And then that's your goal. And, and then you just work towards that goal. You're mm-hmm. walking. And then you add some jogging into it. Okay, I'm tired. I'm going to walk now. Yeah. Then you walk some more. And then next thing you know, you're going to be jogging from here to there. And that might be 100 meters. Yeah. Then you're walking again. So it's always a walk, jog, walk, jog. Mm -hmm. And then you can create a pattern on that. And then if you can recruit people or join, uh, you guys are doing a wonderful thing here, Gas Cap Renegades. Mm -hmm. And... uh, meet up there and and find someone to do that with yep because i know it's going to be tough and it's going to be an excuse well and it's going to be i'm going to be by myself yeah 
and that's tough to get to get over and whether and once you get beyond that i think it it becomes enjoyable mm-hmm. but i think for the most part is leave your watch at home and and just enjoy being outside and wear your so proper uh safety gear if you need to yep. whether it's at night or morning early morning i know around here you could probably use a mace spray mm-hmm. for the dogs or carry a long stick or something mm-hmm. uh, but there's some essentials that you could get eventually get into once you start uh get going yep then you could start getting into okay what kind of shoes should i get and depending what style of runner you are mm-hmm. and then you could start getting into that type of stuff but um i think to keep things going is uh set a goal register for a race and then just go or if money's an issue just keep it going mm-hmm. you know work just every day to make it turn into a health thing you know and i know our our indian indian people are you know we got a lot of health issues yeah and that walking can cure and or backtrack a lot of the health issues that we have in amongst our indian people yep you don't have to run we just get out and walk yeah 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 and i think that's very powerful mm-hmm. and is is just to get out and get moving and, and you don't have to have a particular meaning or i don't have to be spiritual to go out and get running because we're all different runners yeah um just like i said some of us are competitive some of us are leisure yeah yeah just find out where you're at and move with it yeah so i i think that's a good start right there mm-hmm. i think a lot of us will say i need a watch and i need to get new shoes oh yeah and that watch can cause a lot of injuries if you're not careful mm-hmm because in my mind I still think I could run a 5 minute mile. Yeah. <laughs> my body can't though. <laughs> and I'm looking at my watch thinking uh-huh. okay I'm uh, come on Steven pick it up. <laughs> and the next thing you know you're cramping or something. Uh-huh. You're blowing a knee. Yeah, so my mind my body's not where my mind is at right now. <laughs> Some of those nice downhills I get pretty close but no. Yeah, it is. Jason was like that down there. A couple that hill. steps. Yeah. <laughs> He's practicing that downhill right there. Yeah, that downhill. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we had it measured right there um, a mile exactly. Cause, yeah, um, we joined a was it like a Strava challenge? Um, oh yeah. <clears throat> if you get a, you're trying to do like a. If you PR a mile, PR a mile, then you could nominate your friends to win shoes. Oh really? So we PR'd a mile, but we didn't win no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary, you know, flying down that hill. It's like, it if is. You fall, you're gonna yeah. Beef it hard. Yeah. yeah. I I've come across this um. This, I don't know if you heard of it, this book called um, Running on Air. I don't know if you guys heard of it. It's that um, author, Bud Coates, I believe. And he has this running philosophy that it's all uh, running based on effort and feeling. So uh, you run, you're not really looking at your watch, but you're going based on how you're breathing. So his philosophy is tying you're breathing to the cadence that you're running at. So he comes up with this formula to go, like for example, there's a five count system. You know, there's three three steps that you inhale. Oh. So left, right, left, that's your cadence to breathe in. And then the exhale is the next two steps. So that's the five count. So you're inhaling one, two, three, 
exhaling one, two, and then on that last step, it's where the correlation of when you when you land your feet to the ground, the core is at its weakest because the diaphragm exhales. And when that diaphragm exhales, your core is at the weakest. So if you're constantly running and you're exhaling on one leg, like a four count system, uh, then next thing you know, we get these side stitches, our side aches. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting some soreness or achiness on one side of the body because each time that you exhale, it's landing on your right foot, for example. Oh. And uh, and then your core is at the weakest, so it, it's constantly on one side. So if you exhale consistently on the right side, you'll... Yeah. Okay, so you want to exhale, so, alternate? Yeah, so he what he does with that five-count system, it's an odd number. It, it alternates left and right on okay. the exhale. So you're exhaling, and it's your left leg. Mm-hmm. And then it's the left side that it's at. Because then yeah. the next count system, you're at the right side. So it balances out, so... It all correlates to extending endurance and stuff. Hmm. And uh, it's uh, really an amazing book. And he has this other formula to if you want to speed up or you're climbing, then you go to a three-count system where you're inhaling two two steps and exhaling one. So it's real quick in, out, in. Yeah. And it's all based on how much oxygen you're bringing in and carbon dioxide that you're exhaling. Yeah. There's a imbalance there so you got more oxygen as opposed to more uh, carbon dioxide in there hmm. I think that's what it's called because then if it's reversed or even then you're not getting enough oxygen then you could be getting hmm. so it's trying to maximizing uh, oxygen into your body and I it, remember you used that during the mom's trip yeah yeah and it, it really works because mm-hmm. what it does is it, focus, it forces you to focus on your breathing yeah how you feel, and if I'm going too fast, I better slow down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's almost like a form of meditation because you're really focusing in, on the now. You're also. focusing on the now, mm-hmm. and if there's anything wrong with my body, I gotta tweak something in in my body, my cadence or my form. Did you use that mm-hmm. during the um, 52 mile. Yeah, oh, and it's uh, I I'll use it on the climbs yeah. if I really need to concentrate on. Getting through a section, I'll, I'll use that cadence. Three three breaths in, two out. Three in, two out. And then it, your mind forgets about what's around you. Yeah, You're more in tune with your body. And then it's almost meditating hmm. because you're really breathing, focusing on your steps. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're past that section. And then there's other times where I'll forget about it and I'm running. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I got to practice and go so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty neat it's a good book wow if you're able to check running it out on air by yeah. yeah running on air and it's uh all about effort-based running yeah mm-hmm. and it ties into running injuries mm-hmm. so um, i think there was a shorter article about that right in runner's world mm-hmm. i believe so you shared that with me yeah it's like some next level advanced yeah so running. if you if you can run effort based, I think it can avoid a lot of injuries. Yeah. So for our beginners out there too, if you really uh, pay attention to your body mm-hmm. rather than looking at the pace and I should be running this, but my body's tired and I'm trying to push through, and that's yeah. where an overuse injury can happen. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. 
Yeah, we can. I think it's on. I think you can get it digitally, on uh, on the bookstore, iPhone yeah. bookstore or something. I've tried it a few times, and then it kind of my method fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine does too. It fell apart, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna um, run up this hill for twenty steps and then walk ten steps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, about yeah whatever, whatever works for you, you can get through certain sections. Yeah. <laughs> so, that about covers it. Is there anything that you came in here wanted to say that you didn't get to or any any parting words for the for the viewers? <laughs> any parting words? For the viewers. Punky the, said we have viewers. For the viewers that are listening. <laughs> uh, um, watching with their ears. <laughs> I sense Punky was right here, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in that very seat. sitting in this very seat there. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, just want to uh, say it was an honor to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Gas Cap Renegades, you guys are doing some amazing stuff in mm-hmm. the community. Thank you. And just hearing other runners that you've had on here before, um, yeah, Timmy on yeah. here. He's an um, phenomenal. Uh, person and athlete yeah and you have manuel on here he's doing some extraordinary things uh-huh. and he's expanding his endurance at a lot of places too yeah and then you got scott mm-hmm. that was on here it was very competitive mm-hmm. you know pushing his body to the limits yeah and you know to have jolene here mm-hmm. and what her and her family are doing yeah uh, health wise it's amazing mm-hmm then your wife yeah you know what she's gone through and what you're doing as a family too mm-hmm. yeah and uh and mr montoya to be on here and what he's where he comes from uh-huh. and where he's at and you know he's doing some amazing thing too with his body at his age yeah you know i kind of strive to be like that mm-hmm. when i'm at his age and then my father's age too yeah and and then uh and with Punky, mm-hmm. you know, to where he's started at a very young age, mm-hmm. and the things he's had to endure uh, with his family yeah. to be where he's at right now, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And then with you, Jason, to where you're at. I remember going to school with you in Lodge Grass, mm-hmm. and then for you to uh, be where you're at here now, running, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And these are just examples of what are the people that we know what they're capable of doing despite what trauma, uh, heartache, whatever it is they had to go through. Mm-hmm. We as human beings will eventually experience that at some point. Yeah. And running can alleviate a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And I think our community is hurting right now mm-hmm. our people are hurting a lot of deaths in the family uh, the, I wasn't too familiar with the MMIW thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not on Facebook or anything so yep. that was that's kind of new to me mm-hmm. uh, within the past year and if it's gone longer than that I you know I wasn't familiar with it but just to realize that hurt that's going on in our own people mm-hmm. with our women and you know, hopefully this running slash walking can heal whatever it is that we're going through. Mm-hmm. And and 
And another thing is on to a more positive note is our uh, our educators, our educators that are like both of you and around our reservation and community, you know, be thankful for them because they're working with our youth and mm-hmm. those youth is our future right now. And we got a lot of smart people and athletic people also. And to, you know, a, a shout out to uh, Coach Farmer mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the Harden Bulldogs up there. And and Coach Sunheim, I'm real close with also up there. Yeah. And what they're doing with the kids. And I'm not too familiar with the Lodgegrass coaches. Mm-hmm. I know Josh is working with the basketball mm-hmm. youth over there. Um, and then out in Pryor, I think Champ is running, is helping the youth out in Plenty Coos. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when we get older, we can give back to this youth. Yeah. And just where we can go from there, and hopefully they can be uh, honest young men and women as they get older yeah, and contribute to our community. And even though our community and tribe is kind of somewhat dismantled mm-hmm. and you know they're still positive in this in this community still positive in this world that we can latch on to it and just shift our focus and attention onto uh, what's positive yeah and success brings people together and i think the success that our youth and sports are having right now mm-hmm. i think is drawing people in so that's good for our community right now yep. and i just want to Say thank you to all the people that are helping them out. Mm-hmm. I'm f- five miles or five hours north of here, so it's tough to get back home and you know support what's yeah. going on down here. Mm. Yeah, I like to do that a lot more if I can. Maybe a fly down. <laughs> <laughs> ride that little plane. Yeah, yeah ride that. Little, I rode that little plane, and it's scary. <laughs> I heard. I heard stories. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, appreciate you coming over and joining us and mm-hmm. one of your brothers. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Coming all the way down for this. Yeah. All the way, and only all for the this. Way, yeah. All the way for this. And on the side, I saw my mom's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> on the side, you decided. Yeah. Nice, mom. happy coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you, mom. Happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Well, there you go. Stephen, not afraid. Very motivating, very inspirational Really glad you were able to come down and we appreciate it. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Now we see you again. We'll see you again. Yeah, we'll see you. <laughs> oh yeah. If you guys go running, you guys gotta let me know. Up in uh Bighorn. Will do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yep. come I'll come we'll, down. We'll let you know. You can fly down for that too. Yeah, I'll right. fly down. <laughs> the flights are cheap, so I'll come down. <laughs> okay. Steven not afraid. Wow, Steven. That was a great interview. Good interview. I I looked up and like two hours have gone by. Really? Yeah. I, this might be the longest one yet. Oh, man. So somebody was just going to run for an hour and they ended up doing like a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 10K turned into a half marathon. They were, save, or, this, save this one for your long run. Oh, yeah. They could um, save it for the next run, huh? Or, or break it up into two runs. Two It'd runs. Still be plenty. Yeah. Plenty of time. Or just listen to it over and over again like I do. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I like to listen to this, and um, to be honest, like I like to listen to Zach's uh-huh. Life According to Us. Yeah. And um, The other night, yesterday, I went running. Yeah. And 
with the way the hours working out, it's usually dark when I run. And um, I was listening to the wrong podcast. Are you watching The Outsider on HBO? No. It's a Stephen King or based off a Stephen King story. And it's scary. And I was listening to that. The podcast is talking about the show. A podcast about a show? Yeah. Anyhow, it took me right back there because when I first watched it, it did something that kind of struck a little nerve. Like it touched the, the scary button. It scared me. It <laughs> touched so, the scary button? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> I just made it up. Hopefully it's a thing. And um, Don't be touching Levi's scary button. Don't be touching anybody's buttons unless they ask you to. Um, I went out there and it was dark and it was scary. It's like, oh man. See, I told you when I was listening to that creepy music. Yeah. Creepy music won't do it for me. Apparently creepy. Okay, so you should have turned on the zombie app too. Like you're at, I was like, oh, <laughs> that been awesome. But it sucked. I couldn't even run fast because um, the because the, the snow and stuff. No, the snow's all gone now. It's just kind of mud. So I was running. I was I can't even run on the road. I had to run like on the grass. Uh huh. No, I didn't make it any better. I was kind of finding my own way, jumping over sagebrushes and trying to run away from the guy with the long face. Sounds like a fun show. It was. It is a fun show. If you but let me use your password. I'll watch it. <laughs> My password is beep. I liked. Um, I think Stephen gave some really practical advice about, yep. like, reprioritize your life. Uh huh. Like, there is enough time in the day, and I think he's um, doing that. Like, with just the the time he wakes up in the morning, that's pretty awesome. It is. I um, oh, man, I'm so not jealous, but like, really um. I admire people that can do that because I've been trying really hard to do it and I can't. It's freaking hard for me to get up out, out of the bed. Some people are... Do you think some people are just morning people and some people are not? I don't know because like... Could be. I don't know. Or do you think um, if you go to bed on time you'll wake up early? That could that could have a lot to do with it too. Maybe, huh? Because I don't know. That one, night, that one morning I woke up at like 4.45 and I was wide awake. I was like, uh-huh. oh man, I should go for a run. I even thought to myself, is this God waking me up? to go run I'll think about it for a little bit and then I fell back asleep <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chance <laughs> I've, I've done that too I wake up just like wide awake and like uh-huh. maybe I could go run oh I didn't get my clothes ready go back to bed <laughs> uh, I'm going to wake up brocade if I start moving around so I better not yeah. <laughs> but he said like he gets everything ready and wakes up and goes for the run and um, I like what he said about anything can be an excuse if you want it to be that's really hard to like yeah deal with yourself I think for me it's really hard to deal with myself and realize I'm just making excuses for this or for that and uh-huh. it's human nature but the more we can get rid of our excuses I think that yeah. helps us and grow. I I think there's a fine line between reasons and excuses as well I think you could try to justify an excuse and try to fudge it over to the reason oh this this I just couldn't because of this rather than maybe taking a step back and saying yeah I was making an excuse or something along that vein uh-huh. then so there's, there's some valid yeah. excuses but if we're honest we do we have a lot of time in the day and we could probably do, we do. A, a half hour walk every day did you ever see that thing where the, they were talking about how long they work out and like what percentage of the day that is like it, it just that's kind of eye opening like a 24 hours in a day and you take one hour I think you should be able to do that. I've seen some people like journal their whole day or like, you know, videos and they say journal your day, what you did. And yeah, some people I were surprised to learn. It was like four to six hours a day just um, looking at their phones or watching oh TV. God. 
and just think you could take some of that time and go outside, get some fresh air, mm-hmm. walk with the kids around the track or something and do something good. But yeah, he said, just get out and get moving. That was the bottom line. You don't need new shoes. Um, you don't need to buy anything new. Just mm-hmm. Unless you get shin splints and maybe invest <laughs> yeah, in a pair true. of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I thought was going to get in the way when I started. I was like, don't buy new shoes. You don't need shoes. You need to get moving. But now I'm like, I <laughs> 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 really had some old, like my son's bought me some old school Asics. Yeah. And, uh, I remember those. Yeah, they're kind of like old school retro or a throwback to call them. Yeah. And that's what I used for quite a while because mm-hmm. I knew I was like, I need new shoes or, but I was like, no, that I don't. I need to just mm-hmm. get, keep moving. In theory, you don't need sh- just something to cover your feet. Even that, you don't really need anything to cover your feet with the barefoot runners, but it's not real practical. Yeah. But it's nice to have new shoes. We're <laughs> <laughs> out. <laughs> new shoes are not going to make you run, though. I think that's yeah. the thing. They're not going to make you run faster. They don't? Some of them do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like mine and my, my post that one day when I was running through my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when we were really young, first grade, every time somebody got new shoes, we'd have to race them. <laughs> I took, race. I took all my boys at the same time to get new shoes. I think they were school shoes. And um, they were all sitting down. Then the lady who was helping them said, all right, go ahead, go try them out. See how fast they are. And they just took off. Pew. <laughs> <laughs> And she kind of looked up at me and said, sorry. And uh, I didn't see them. They didn't, like, I had to pray and hope they came back. I, I got up and, like, looked for them because like, they're too small to see over, like, was the clothes Was this at racks. the store? Yeah, it was at Dillard's. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Luckily, I heard their little feet. They kind of did a little loop and came back. They were real fast. That's pretty scary. Yeah. I remember one time we were all at the mall together, all of us guys. Remember, um, we lost Jera. Uh-huh. And um, we thought he ran to the toy store, and, like, me and you, and I think it was my brother and somebody else was with us and we all just split up Where is he? we took off down the other aisles <laughs> lost my kid <laughs> and he was at the toy store <laughs> that's funny I don't remember that but that's funny <laughs> I remember being lost when you were a kid yeah did you walk down looking aisle to aisle to aisle looking when I started looking for my parents yeah yeah I do a clean sweep then um I just stay there and hopefully they found me Times have changed, you know. We really yep. need to keep a closer eye on loved ones nowadays, huh? Mm-hmm. Or else I'd go to Clown Town. Clown Town? What's Clown Town? Remember it was in the mall? I remember KB's. Clown Town is kind of where, um, do you know where the Athenian used to be in the mall? Yeah. It was like a little bit past it that way. I think it's like a Hallmark store right now. You know where it's kind of like a corner right there? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that was Clown Town. It kind of seemed like a Duncan's Toy Chest thing store. I don't know what that is either. Ah, oh, remember on Home Alone goes to New York? Oh yeah. Remember that kind of toy store? Uh-huh. It kind of seemed like that. But it had like like novelty things in there and clowns. <laughs> Those are scary, man. They weren't scary to me. Clowns are scary. They are scary. The um getting back to the interview and he's taking on the rut again. He's That's, gonna do it. Yeah, he's gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a great one. The, uh, I think that's part of resilience in running where mm-hmm. you don't make it and you're just kind of like, you, for some reason, you got to do it. Yeah. So it's kind of gnaws at you. It does. I did, um, I finished the, um, the 50K that first year we did it and it was the hardest run we had ever done. 
Uh-huh. And I did it the same run two more times afterwards because I just I just wasn't satisfied because I knew I could do better. And I know I still know I can do better than what I ultimately what I ended up doing. Yeah. But I guess I could see how like if you get if you DNF you know you can finish it and then you gotta go back and conquer it. Cause that first thing I I don't think I not to put in the, the terms of um beating the course or an hour or finishing the course, but I feel like it really that run really beat the hell out of me. <laughs> 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 so I had to go back and uh, show who was boss. So the th- second year, did you do better? Yeah. And the third year? Even way better. I think I dropped like hours off. So the older you get, the better you become at trail running? Yep. That's awesome. Remember that, youngsters, if you're running right now, you got a long road. I should, you the same speed when I was 18, you'll go past that. And you won't dip back down to like the same level I, I was as an 18-year-old. Uh-huh. It'll be like, um, I'll be on my downward trajectory. So I'll, it'll be like, hopefully in my mid-40s, if all goes to plan. I think like 55, 60, then I'll be at the peak. Yeah. 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 We're going to peak at 60. <laughs> yep. Why not 70? Yeah. We're going to peak. <laughs> Burning bright. Hey, we're not going to peak. We're going to keep, keep going climbing. Up. There keep you climbing. go. Keep <laughs> climbing. Did we get any calls or anything like that? Heck no, no calls. Oh, good. But um, do you think we should just cancel the number? Nah, that's um. What's the number? Um, four zero six two seven two six three eight eight. Okay. Give us a call, people. Do you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback? You just want to say hi? Anything? We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to leave a review on um, the podcast. Yeah. So right now I've only been able to read the ones on Apple. Maybe they're the only ones that offer reviews, but you can leave a review in five stars. Yeah, that. I'm really thankful and grateful. We've had so many listeners, and it's like, it's cool. Right? It is. Uh, the listeners just keep growing every week, and mm-hmm. just that there's an interest out there, and I'm living healthy and staying active. Yep, and it's pretty encouraging. I like that it's um opening new. New doors. Yeah, opening a lot of opportunities. It is. Nothing that I thought would happen as a result. That's crazy. Yep. But things are looking up and things are good things. Yes. Good doors. I hope it doesn't open any bad doors. (laughs) I don't know what a bad door would be. (laughs) Bad doors are shut. Those bad doors are nailed shut. Thrown in the... um, how are they destroying the doors on Monsters, Inc.? Was there an incinerator? Was it an incinerator? I don't know. Did you see that one meme where it said, if I was on Monsters, Inc., and then it just had like a blanket instead of a door? <laughs> like an Indian door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a real thing. They work. They, they <laughs> <laughs> I guess those hippies have like beads for their doors. I shouldn't say hippies. What should uh, I say? Bohemian? 70s. 70s. Their doors were beads. <laughs> and ours, we didn't have doors on our teepees. It was more of like a, a hide cover the thing. Yep. Do you think that's why we do that? Teepee door? Yeah. So we do it on our windows. We do it on our doors, on our actual doors. I. It's nothing wrong with putting um, serapes on your window. <laughs> then as your income increases pretty soon, you'll be putting Pendletons on your window. Yep. Times will get better. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you made it when you had a Pendleton on your window. <laughs> Have you ever used a Pendleton for anything other than giving it away? Yeah, we use them. Do you? Safe seats. <laughs> <laughs> Safe seats or... We wouldn't let them use ours. It was too too dangerous. Really? I guess uh, use them at the football games or basketball or... Like to keep warm? When, I, when I'm babysitting? Uh-huh. Or, or, or I shouldn't say babysitting, but when I get to watch the um, baby... <laughs> Uh-huh. I get to watch the baby that's if she gets tired I get a Pendleton out I, I just get everything the uh-huh. best and, yep really I didn't think they were too comfy but they're not comfy are they no. why are they such a status symbol I don't know because we said it Dymos don't really serve no purpose but those are worth a lot of money huh yeah but they are nice and I hope she likes it I'm sure she thinks it's comfy <laughs> <laughs> no nothing but the best here this blanket was a hundred dollars the um, yeah, they should get some native designers for those, huh? There's not native designers. Some of them are not. Makes you think, huh? Yeah, because I know that there's some who are not natives, but they get they design it. Mm-hmm. So. We need to do something about that. Yep, I'm gonna get on that. Yep, they should um contract with um your wife and pay her to do some designs. I think so too. There's the open door. Then she could design a renegade Pendleton. A renegade Pendleton, huh? Kind of that like would some, be cool. Some curl geometric stuff in the back and our, our logo or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make a renegade ugly Christmas sweater for next year. Are you? Yeah. That'd be cool. We'll put our faces on there. <laughs> 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 the caricatures of our faces. <laughs> I'm scared to do that. What's that? Have one of those people like sit down and draw me. Because remember, they just really emphasize your, your features. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, what is this going to be? Mine was nothing but teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Teeth and eyes. <laughs> Lainey, one of my nieces is um. <laughs> she was try- she was a little girl. She was trying to describe Clement, but she didn't know his name, or your brother. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And she said, "Remember, he's a guy with glasses and big teeth." <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot better than saying little teeth. <laughs> oh, you really had baby teeth still, huh? Wouldn't it be weird if you still had baby teeth? Do you know how many teeth you have off the top of your head? No. 28. 28 teeth? 32 if you still have your wisdom teeth. Uh-uh. And kids have 20. 10 on the top, 10 on the bottom. Why do you know this? Danger was asking me yesterday and it just kind of jumped out. I think this two-hour podcast just got longer. It did. Next week we have Who the we legend have? himself. And I don't use that word lightly. Not that all the other names were lightly used. I believe everything that I say. This is the god for the running in our neighborhood. The whole reason that we got, got into trail running, no, we were into trail running, like, thingy, he just kind of, he was a catalyst for the whole movement, and he's been doing this for quite a while. The one yes, and only... The, the guy, Windrunners. The Windrunner himself, Wayne, not afraid. I almost said Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Newton? Yeah. Um, so we'll have Mr. Not Afraid in here next week. Yeah, I'm really happy he's agreed to come on. He's a great guy. I think we're going to break our two-hour record on that one. Yep, we'll have to get at the heart of the issue and yep. try to figure out why he runs. And when he runs. When he runs. He's like a ghost. He's always in shape, but... I've I think he runs in the middle of the night when everybody else is <laughs> sleeping. Maybe he's like Steven and gets up at three in the morning and goes to run. And he never tells nobody. That's why we never see him. He never posts it. Just kind of sign up for an ultra run and get it done, and we're like, "When? Oh, was that? 
Yeah. Like all of us guys, every time we go to run, we've got to take a picture of it and say, here, here I am running. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I run and I don't take a picture of it. I have to. For um, alibis or what? No. <laughs> Got to send pictures into our. Um, oh yeah, our loose affiliate. Yeah, because we're Nathan ambassadors, so mm-hmm. just kind of owe them pictures and. Yeah, so that's cool. Need- and sometimes they use them for. Most of the time they don't, but sometimes they use them for their advertising. Mm-hmm. So you can see, I've seen yours on their on their site. Yeah, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I, I was them. I was running a run race and I just gave my phone to some dude and I was like, "Here, take my picture while I run up the hill." And he did. You know, I was thinking about how how am I going to film my runs because I want to film some of them. Uh-huh. I was thinking, how the heck am I going to do that? Because I kind of want to angle from like where you see me, where I'm yeah. holding the selfie stick. So here's what I'm going to do: when I'm coming into an aid station, and there's a bunch of people standing around. Uh-huh. I'm going to say, "Hey, what are you doing? Nothing." I'm going to film me and, and not, you're going to make yourself run in again. No, they're going to grab it and they're going to. Watch me if I'm fumbling film around. you change your socks and stuff? Yeah, or just something like that, what I do in the aid station. Then they could run behind me a little bit. Are you going to film your hundo? I would like to. That I think I'm awesome. going to get the first. I'm pretty sure for a while there, I'm I'm not going to be coherent enough to get the back half. But yeah. Definitely the start. And I've tried to film a couple, just two so far, and it always starts out good. Then towards yeah. the end, it's like, to heck with this uh, Sometimes I forget to eat, so let alone trying to. I've seen you refuse to eat. I'm like, you better eat something. You're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to film 100, it's going to be a daunting task. I'm going to film as much as I can. I don't know how those guys do it. Like um, training for Roger and Billy Yang. Yeah. I don't think they actually film themselves running though. Like Jamil. Oh, yeah? Jamil Curry does it. That guy that ran in the Bighorn. Oh, yeah. Train for Ultra. Yeah. He filmed his own by himself. Yeah, I want to try to do that too. We should all do it and just collaborate our footage and let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna make a plan. Be right. on the lookout for that video. The Renegade Hundred Miler, the first thirty miles for sure. <laughs> <laughs> then we could do it again. <laughs> we won't film. Just kidding. I don't know how that works. But anyhow, all right. See you next week. You passed the challenge, by the way. What challenge? Remember last week we challenged you to come in here in a foreign language. Simple blue. <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Blue. Comment allez-vous? Oh bien, et vous? S'il plaît, pour le petit bleu. Papa de poopy. We're not talking French, we're just making stuff up. <laughs> I was doing the Peter, the Peter Griffin Italian. Papa de poopy. <laughs> okay, everybody, we got to cut this off because we're. All right. Running out of tape here. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. Run hard. Run like the game.